BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Roll call. Philadelphia Bulldogs, stand up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Georgia East. Give me a big hug. Yes. Ooh, man. In, everybody, happy Friday, one and all. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's D Gun. He's B Brooks. What's up? I am RL. What's up, people? How we doing? What's up, Gigi, Daz, Jeremy, Dre, uh, Timoleon, Andres, Jason, Fitness Rebel, ah, Fan of Media. Who did I miss? Daz. What's up, folks? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Hope you're doing great out there. It was a wild, wild night for sure. And I know everybody was locked in. What's up, Brett? I know everybody was locked in during all the craziness as we sat there and going through it. Guys, let's just – I want to start with you, Barrett. I'll start with you because Derek and I were, were side-by-side side last night. What, what's up, Coach Marcus? What's up, Marquise? What's up, Eagles Realist? What's up, Doc? What's up, Leo? Um we were sitting there next to each other watching this thing unfold. Um, I'm curious, just your thoughts when you have had some time to sort of marinate in it a little bit, soak on it, have a, have a night's sleep, depending on how much sleep you had. Uh, loose interpretation of that word for, for a couple of us. But uh, what was uh, what are your impressions, B, as we sit here now? I am. I, I got to give it to Howie. He's that dude. He's that dude. And it just so happened that the cards just fell just right. Once Arizona didn't pick up um, Carter, I just knew we were picking him up there because I knew I, I knew the Raiders weren't going to get it because of the driving aspects, you know, the the uh, racing aspect of it. So I knew they took him off the board. Mm-hmm. So it kind of fell into our lap, man. I, I mean, I, I, bro, I'm ecstatic, man. We got him for a fourth rounder. Yes, that's all it took. That's all it took, and that was it. That was the craziest thing, Gunner. So we're sitting there, right? It's me, you, and Mark Farzetta and Seth Turner yeah. last night on our, our yeah. Jacob Draft special. And, you know, we're, we're – so when you're doing shows like that, it's a balance between, you know, Eagles certainly are are driving everything, yep. uh, what the Eagles need. But you're also going through scenarios here of what's unfolding in front of you. Now, the, the part that wasn't a big surprise is – there was a quarterback run early. There always is. We know that, right? So you go yep. Bryce Young, Stroud, 
Uh, we'll get to what the Texans did, which I, I thought they had a great night, by the way, trading. Unbelievable. Oh, Will Anderson. They go they go Stroud, Will Anderson, 2-3. I think that's a great job by, by Houston, which mm. we'll, we'll get to. So then you have Anthony Richardson goes four. Now's where it starts to get interesting, right, at five. You're saying to yourself, Seattle, lead you to boom. You know, Pete <laughs> Carroll's a defensive guy. They yep. want to rebuild that thing. They, they did pretty well offensively, but they stole some holes defensively. And you're saying that's a trouble spot. And we're, you know, I don't know if you were doing this, Barrett, but Derek and I and, and Seth and Mark, we're saying, all right, do you trade up? Is this where Howie, you know, kind of really gets aggressive here? Do you do that? And then, and Gunner, to his credit all night with his incredible sources, has a feel for kind of where things are going. But And, and what did I tell you? I said the priority list was, here's what it, my last, I uh, was told the priority list was. Jalen Carter. Right. Paris Johnson. And a distant third was Bijan. There was right. no way ever. That was one of the best smoke screens of the draft. There was no way ever they were taking Bijan that high. Yeah, if no. he had a slipped to 30, they would have taken a flyer on him, but not at 10. Yes, no question. There's no way they were going to uh, trade up for him. There's no way that he was going to be in the top 15 players. I personally thought that Bijan would go in the top 10. He ended up going in the top 10. You know, I yep. said there's a big possibility he would go to uh, Atlanta, and he ended up going to Atlanta. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really understand how Houston just. I mean, Houston got an A plus grade in the draft. Oh my god, an A plus grade, man. You guys are right, man. A plus grade in the Mm -hmm. draft. Yeah, they man. They went and got the two best. Well, they went and got two of the two best players Uh, on both sides. We got yeah. We got the best player in the draft. Yeah. So, all right, we're there at five. That's a trouble spot. We find out it's Devin Witherspoon in the corner from uh, from Illinois. Okay. And, Barry, what did I tell you? We have been debating Gonzalez and Witherspoon forever, and I kept saying I like Witherspoon better than I like Gonzalez. Absolutely. For You're right, man. Yeah. I kept saying there's, there's something about this kid's moxie. He didn't back off of it the way in hand-to-hand combat. Everybody kept putting Gonzalez at the top of this heap, and I said I like Witherspoon much better. And, lo and behold, Gonzalez yeah. not even a second DB taken. No, and, and – and, and, I heard rumors about him being soft. Oh, no. so, Witherspoon? No, 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 no. Gonzalez. Oh, because Witherspoon's anything but soft. Right, right, man. Yeah. He he's almost too aggressive. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. One of the Philly guys. Okay, they okay. were saying that um, Gonzalez was soft. That's why he dropped so much in the draft. I mean, okay. and to be honest with you, there wasn't a lot of tape on him that I was trying to get. I didn't see a lot of tape on him, but what I did see him, he's fluid, big guy, athletic can cover, but I didn't see him come up hit anybody either. You saw Witherspoon coming up and rocking people. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't he didn't care. He didn't he wasn't playing around. So then we get to six. And and remember that's they traded with the Cardinals, the, the Texans did. So Arizona's on the clock at six. This is one you didn't really sweat too much. You felt like they were going to do something along the offensive lines for Kyler Murray, you thought, right? So they did. Paris Johnson. All right. Well, so he, let me tell you about that. Kyler Murray begged and pleaded that's right. Mm-hmm. Their organization to go get um, Paris Johnson. Yeah, that's right. And they listened to him. They did. They they, you know, hey, look, they're they are they. He's locked in. They're backing their guy. I think it's I think it's actually a good move by them. Um, so then you get to seven, and this is another trouble spot. It's the Raiders. The Raiders need a lot of defensive help. If you watched them play last year, they collapsed a lot uh, in games. So that was a sweat because that one took a. They took almost all the time that was allotted. And then we found out it was Tyree Wilson, and that's another, you know, sigh of relief if you're an Eagles fan at that point. 
So they go Tyree Wilson. The only question with Tyree Wilson is that foot injury. He's a beast, but he, he had the foot injury. So he goes seven. All right, now you're at eight. Atlanta could have gone a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. They, they were very aggressive in the offseason, making defensive moves, free agents, mm-hmm. et cetera, okay? But it didn't mean they weren't going to keep that theme going. They took Bijan. That's where Bijan went. All right. So that that there's two things that happened there. One, Eagles fans, you know, who were who were all Bijaned up were were probably crestfallen, but you know, whatever. But nonetheless, Jalen Carter's still there. So here we are at nine. And you're saying, <laughs> all right, does Detroit team him up with Aiden Hutchinson? And you think it to yourself, man, that would be nasty. You really nasty defensive line. Yeah, like look out. And then Time's going on, time's going on. And again, this is where I give Gunner props. He's he's sniffing things out. He's talking to people, et cetera. And he's saying, I'm something may be going down here. Something may be happening. Uh, and lo and behold, here comes the trade. The Eagles flip up to nine from 10. And you're like, wow, I wonder what they gave up. And that turns out they gave up a fourth rounder in 2024 when they have oodles of picks. All right. They have loads of picks. And, and 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 that's the big thing that people need to realize. They have twelve picks. There's no way they can draft all twelve players, and and, and fit them under the roster. You can't do it. I mean, it's, it's you have too many holdovers from the previous roster. Number one, number two, they won't be able to pay all those guys. Right. So right. They've got to get rid of picks in all actuality. Yeah. They've got to get rid of them. So right now they have ten picks. Right. Yes. They have ten picks for next year. Yes. They traded two of them, or um, one got they got by default. From uh from Arizona, yeah, which we'll go. get into, yeah, because yeah. that's a little dicey. That thing, it's a little shady. What went on there? But we'll get to that. So here we are. So we're sitting here. The Eagles move up, and at that point, you have to think it's Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, and lo and behold, it turned out to be Jalen Carter. So they really didn't need to do much. You didn't need to be super aggressive and give up the farm to get up there and get the five or get there to seven or any of those spots. Howie, pretty ballsy let it play, kind of read the room again, and they end up getting Jalen Carter. So let, let's dig into Jalen Carter here, guys, because this is uh, – this some considered him the most talented, and that includes the quarterbacks. That's not some. Everybody should have said yeah. he is the guy in this draft. He was the most talented guy in this draft. He was the most game ready to play in the draft, period. Um, I see, yeah. Oh, go ahead, B. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I got a lot to say, so you go ahead, go ahead, and put your put no, your no, but see, no, but see, people were saying, well, why did the Eagles have to flip? They didn't have to flip. Well, see, yes, they did because the way that draft fell, I guarantee you, just like us, we didn't see the draft board falling the way it did. Okay, number one, number two, Chicago could have gone a multitude of different ways. They needed D line, even though they spent money on def- defense. They needed D line. They needed cornerback. They needed offensive tackle. And the Eagles at that point are thinking. We got to be sure. We're this close to this guy. We got to be sure. So that's why kudos to Howie for making the move. It wasn't a it wasn't a major move. They didn't have to give up a lot to flip flip the script and move up one spot. But when you have your eyes set on one guy and you know the team in front of you could go a multitude of ways, you want to make sure they don't take what you need because that resets your whole board for the first round. Well, right? they don't care about fourth rounders either. I mean, look out! Look at yeah. the amount of fourth rounders they've given away the past couple of years. Right. I mean, a fourth rounder for uh for for uh, Avery Quinn, Robert it? Quinn, Robert yeah. Quinn. I'm yeah. also Avery from uh from from uh we we traded def- defensive end from um slash linebacker from Cleveland. 
What's his name? Jannard oh, Avery. Jannard uh, Avery. Yeah, Jannard Avery. We gave up a four for him. Jeez. You know, so it's not like we like four. That's why we don't have a fourth rounder this year because of um, yeah, because of Quinn. Right. But we don't know. Also, if another team was like, all right, we'll give you a first rounder and a and, and we'll swap first rounders and we'll give you a sixth rounder or a fifth rounder. So that's why they jump so high at fourth round. So I mean, I applaud how we're doing that. Now, when you get to breaking this kid down. See, I watched a lot of film on him, but I watched, I watched it in a, in a way that I was just, you know, admiring his, his talent technique. Because to me, he didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of being an eagle. The, the film that he has, the eye in the sky does not lie. Somebody has power, strength, speed, nasty, a motor. He has all that. Usually you get a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and you have a great player. He has this, that, this, and some of that over there to make him a great player. Yeah. I see little things on how he's he's more sound as a defensive lineman than even Hargrave was in in the run in the run game. See Hargrave Hargrave he was good. he he loved rushing the pass. Yeah, he didn't have he, much interest in the run game. But and that's why we suffered a lot on first and second down with the run. You know, he didn't get paid to, to stop the run. He got paid to rush the pass. Mm-hmm. So this kid can stop the run and pass. Like little things. It's like when, when we as an offensive lineman double team a, 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 um, a three technique. When we're double teaming and we're trying to scoop off to the back, the backer, he has that sense of, all right, I see what they're trying to do to me. So he has that innate um, presence about him that, all right, this guy's trying to get off. Let me stop him from – let me stop this other guy from crossing my face and put my ass in the hole and – make it so he can't get off on the back. He has to block me and still able to split the double team and get up and make a play. And, and, and let's, let's not forget the move to get Jalen Carter does not happen without the blessings of the godfather of NFL security, because that's how much respect Jeffrey Laurie, Howie Roseman have for Dom DeSandro. There's nobody, there is nobody better in the league at finding out everything you need to know. There were people, as we watched the various NFL shows, there were people who took Jalen Carter off their list because of the, the concerns they had because of his off-the-field you know, issues. But once Dom green-lighted it for the Eagles, that was it. That's all they needed. There's nobody in the league who's better at backdoor checking, player profiles, history. He has contacts with police officials in every city you can imagine. Um how many teams do you know where a head of security has that kind of clout in terms of having being, being able to bend the owner and the general manager's ear to that degree where they trust him that much? If Dom says it's good, how he referenced him in his last press, press conference yep. about Dom. See, so once Dom greenlighted it, boom, it was a slam dunk after that. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I it's it, it, that's what you have to go on. I mean, look, again, I get Eagles fans – who don't like what went down. It, it was a very serious situation. If you're not familiar with what happened with Jalen Carter, he was arrested on reckless driving and racing charges. Two people died uh, in the accident. Uh, he entered a no contest plea. He got probation. Uh, he showed up for his pro day out of shape. Uh, couldn't finish some of the exercises. This was not all that long after all this. So there was a lot going on uh, you know, with him. Uh, you know, I would think he was put through the paces by every team he met with, uh, you know, both in person and uh, online, you know, on virtually. 
and, and I'm, I agree with you guys. You know, the Eagles vetting process is as strong as any in sports. Um, so that's what the, that's where the faith comes in. That's where you also hope that you have a good culture with players that are built here. I think it will help him to at least have familiarity with three other Georgia players here, guys he actually played with, not guys who went there five, seven years ago, eight years ago. These are guys he played with. So I think all those things are really good. Um, you're talking about a 6'3", 314-pounder who can, who, like Barrett said, there's virtually no shortcomings, whether it's the pass game, the run game, and he projects to just get better and better and better. So, um, you know, from a talent standpoint, there is no question. But in fairness, there were teams that took him off their board. We had heard Atlanta took him off the board. Mm-hmm. We had heard yep. other teams were just flat. Raiders, no, Raiders were mm-hmm. not going to draft him because it wasn't just that incident. There, there were there are other question marks about his work ethic, about some other stuff off the field uh, pertaining to him or his circle. So there's there's a lot of things at play here. But if you look at the Eagles' history, for the most part, they've had a very good, you know, at least you want to go back 10, 12 years, whatever, uh, run here with guys not getting in trouble off the field for the most part. They're in a – they're in a. they've got two guys from a great organization, but let's, you know, put in perspective. The Eagles are a great organization. These guys are blessed to be in this organization now. You'll be hard-pressed to find a better close-knit family than the Eagles in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? There's no splits. You know, there's no guys getting – because they'll get you up out of there. You know, they got Carson up out of there. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the reason why Carson is gone because of what was communicated from his teammates. You know what I'm saying? So they have a firm base, a a, a very, very firm base – and understanding that if we get them in our locker room, it won't just be the organization itself, but it'll be players with checks and balances on this guy. You know what I'm saying? He won't have the time to go do what he wants to do. He'll get checked from five different people before he even gets checked by mm-hmm. the organization upstairs. They don't play that in the locker room, man. You know what I'm saying? They're a tight-knit locker room. Yeah. And you saw how tight they were. Well, at least Rube knows how tight they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, just by the question um, that were being asked in the um, – Yo, you know. <laughs> what was up with that? Well, so, all right, let, let's let people know who, who may not know. So, Ruben Frank, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Rube, we've had Rube on the show. He's a colleague at Barrett's. Uh, Derek and I both worked with Rube as well. Um, Rube asked a question last night to Howie and Nick and said basically he did – I am paraphrasing here, okay, to be clear. But one of the things that he said was – you know, he didn't seem all that contrite to me. Again, I'm paraphrasing. Or feeling sorry about or, or having remorse Yeah, what um, happened in the accident. And, you know, Howie and Nick objected to the to the question. No, they, uh, object. they jumped in his ass. <laughs> yes, they checked, they checked Rube. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? They checked him. They were like, yo, I mean, come on. This, this is the you know, most exciting point in, uh, in, this, in this guy's life. This is a big-time moment in his life, and you're asking him about that? Yeah, and there's also limitations to what Jalen Carter can say about the case. Also, just exactly, yeah, exactly. But still, though, Rube is a hard-hitting type of guy. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't pull any punches. Sure, he was kind of bullish in his line of questioning. You know, when he when he asked him about it. Yeah, and he did not. He I, I give it to Rube. He didn't back down. He didn't back down whatsoever. Yeah, right, right. But but here's the thing: like this, this is going to continue. Like. in other words, Jalen's going to be asked about this 
you know, more. This is not over. Uh, oh, you know, no, you know, he's going to be, especially in a media like this, in a media market like Philadelphia, you know, that maybe you get away with something, something like this somewhere else where it's not going to be a big deal. It's There's going to be a big deal. It's going to be asked quite a bit. So just for whatever it's worth, um, you know, they're, they're, that is not the end of it. So, all right, and I'm not going to walk through every scenario that happened to get us to 30, but you know, as if Jalen Carter wasn't enough, we're, you're watching the board unfold here in, in the in the rest of the first round, and we're in like the late teens into the twenties, and we're kind of looking at each other like Nolan Smith's still there. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're like we're like giggling on the set, laughing the way this drafts. And I yeah. and me, and I heard and I heard um I I heard a, a, another Smith went off the board to Dallas. Like, oh, yeah, man. the detail. Yeah. That was crazy. So <laughs> you thought I, I thought they were grabbing Michael Mayer, the kid right. out of Notre Dame, the tight end. And they need a tight end. In the they do way. badly. And and Mayer is one of the guys, like, w- which we'll talk about later, who I can't believe fell to the second round. Someone's getting a steal there, by the way. But yeah. um, so Dallas. Yeah. Dallas grabs the kid, Mazzy Smith from uh, Michigan. And well, who's a who's a horse now? He's yeah. a load. That dude is a load. But but we're we're all like. Oh my God! Like this could really happen. <laughs> you know, we'll come away from this thing with Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, and and they didn't even have to make a move to get him. He fell there at thirty, and here's what you're getting with Smith. Think body type a little bit like Hassan Reddick, although you know he's not a tiny guy. Like we make it sound like he's Bryce Young. He's six two two thirty eight, but here's the crazy thing: he runs a four three nine forty. Uh, he's got a he's got an unbelievable vertical. Um, in this year, he was on pace to put up some massive numbers. He had a pec injury, which shut him down after eight games. But last two seasons, six and a half sacks, like they project him a lot, like they do Hassan Reddick. He is an edge guy with unbelievable bend and sick athleticism. And Barrett, mm. correct me if I'm wrong. What I kept reading over and over again in scouting reports is despite the size holds his own and then some at point of attack and against the run. Exactly. And and I would not have been mad if they had picked him up at number 10 at pick 10. Mm-hmm. He's well worth what they, I mean, okay. People need to understand my grade on him was a high first rounder. In fact, if he would have been um, healthy, he would have been a top five pick. That's how good this kid is. Mm-hmm. I wanted him at even tops because I know he would. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna do work. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna be a part of the rotation. Uh, you know, come um, come September, he will be lining up and playing on Sunday. This kid is good, and everybody, oh, he's too small. And everything. All right, then they have a precedence for the situation. They have a precedent on a player that's already on the team. They saw 18 and a half sacks from a guy. That's smaller than even he is. I mean, that, let that let that marinate with you. He is Hassan Reddick is smaller. Yeah, than Nolan Smith. Crazy. So you gonna say you, he's small? I, I tell you what, the athletic the the Eagles linebacking core is a lot younger now with Nolan Smith and Nakobe Dean in it, but it's a lot more athletic and it's a lot faster now. They're gonna go through growing pains. They're gonna make mistakes. But the one thing that these young kids will do that the previous group could not do well, and that includes T.J. Edwards, who I loved. And you know, guys know I watched him exclusively at Wisconsin. T.J. could not cover in pass coverage. These two young dudes can get back and run with anybody with the speed they have now at linebacker. 
So they're going to be young. They're going to be somewhat raw, but they're going to be a lot more athletic. You know, it's it. if you're making mistakes because you're trying, teams can live with that. If you're making mistakes just because you don't have the athleticism, that's where teams have a problem. Eagles got a lot more athletic at linebacker. Yeah. Athletic at linebacker. I mean, the defensive side of the ball is just about one of the most athletic um, defenses in the league right now as far as speed. Nicobe Dean, Morrow, both guys can run like deers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They might be on the smallest side, but that's they want smaller guys there to yeah. run with them. It doesn't help them in a run, but they're not asked to be those guys in the run. They're, I mean, the guys up front take care of the run. You take care of the run on your way to the passer. Mm -hmm. That's the way they teach their defensive line. Tracy Rocker, that's what he was. Hey, hey, tackle the run on the way to the quarterback. And that's their philosophy. Mm -hmm. Tackle the run on the way to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. So, bruh, talking about speed. They go every and this is where the iron sharpens iron because you can look at a guy like Sweat. Now Sweat's pissed, like, oh, okay, then. You know, you guys gonna bring somebody in. Okay, then you want another, you want another Hassan Reddick. I'm about to show you. Mm -hmm. Sweat, I'm here. I'm here, baby. I'm gonna mm -hmm. get mine. And they're gonna be fighting for reps, man. And that's how you breed a great competitive nature in that um in that meeting room. Oh, I got I got out, dude. I, I got to get two sacks. Hey, hey, Hassan just got two sacks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Fletch, like, oh, oh I ain't gonna let this rookie outdo me. I gotta go get me a sack because this rookie just got a sack. That's how competitive nature start flowing and juices start flowing in that in that meeting room. You know, one guy's trying to outdo another guy. And that's how you get better as a team when you bring in guys to compete against the guys that are already there. Yeah, I'm excited to see what what Jordan Davis, you know, now now that he's got his teammate with him and also his teammate pushing him, how that you know works for him. And because this is a big season for him, he needs to step his game up in a with, big way. With the deletion of Javon Hargrave and him getting more of his Georgia teammates in there. There is no reason that Jordan Davis should not be motivated 100% more than what he was. And I'm not saying he wasn't motivated last year, but 100% more because he's got all these dogs with him now back on this defensive Literally. side of the ball. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this dude this dude should be running through a brick wall. We should see a Pro Bowl version of Jordan Davis this year. Well said. All right, we're coming back. We have Seth Jordan joining us, so don't go anywhere. We keep it rolling. With Seth, that's Derek, that's Barrett, I'm Rob, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time for me to tell you about the great folks at Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yes, they are a new sponsor to the channel, they are a new sponsor to the show, Sports Take. And I literally go in there since I was a kid. They are family-owned since 1985. Alex and his great crew, they're open seven days a week. Here's the great thing. All the food is fresh, made fresh daily, not sitting under some heat lamp. Bravo Pizza offers 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. I love the upside down. I'll be getting some tonight. That's my go-to. But uh, they have what they call, you name it, they will make it. That's right, specialized pizza your way. They don't just have pizza. They got fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is fully committed to the community. I'll give you a little bit more on that in a second. But they have fundraisers, charities, schools, little leagues where the proceeds go to those organizations. In fact, Bravo Pizza of Havertown coming up on May 8th, a week from Monday and Tuesday, May 9th, from 11 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Bravo gives back to Eagles Autism. Yes, the proceeds from sales will be given to the Eagles Autism Foundation with a special appearance by the man himself, Swoop. Yes, that's May 8th, 5.30 to 6.30. Swoop will be there. But May 8th and 9th, 
11 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. The address is 1345, 1345 Westchester Pike in Havertown in the Manoa Shopping Center. That is Bravo Pizza of Havertown. You can also give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810. Look, you've heard me talk about them. Let me give you a little taste of what Bravo Pizza is all about. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker, Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was gonna be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was gonna be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was gonna be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
are back. Sports take on this Friday, recapping what the Eagles did in the first round, and it was uh, it, it was a hell of a night, that's for sure. Uh, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are joined by the man who was hanging with us last night for the Jacob Draft Special from Ocean Casino Resort, brought to us by the local IBEW 98 crew, the man himself, Seth Joyner. Seth, long time no see, man. How you doing? <laughs> for real. For real. Yeah, Seth, we were we were kind of walking through it, you know, Derek and I and Barrett, obviously, you know, doing his thing with his shows as well. But um, I'll ask you the same thing I posed to these guys. You have a day to think about it a little bit, or at least a, a, a night to think about it. Um, how surprised are you that they were able to net both of these guys in the first round without giving a ton up? Well, I think the way that the round fell is, you know, is, you know, you could call it fortunate for the Eagles and Howie Roseman. You know, Howie didn't have to do a whole lot of wheeling and dealing. Um, we know how much he liked to wheel and deal, how much he probably wanted to wheel and deal. Um, but I thought that the restraint that he showed last night to sit pat and let those picks fall to him um, was extraordinary. Um, I think when you have three quarterbacks that come off the board in the first four picks, then, you know, the unusualness of having two running backs to go in the first round and two linebackers, you know, not edge rushers, but linebackers to go in the first round. That pushed a lot of talent to the back half of the draft. Um, you know, I was emailing with Ray Dittinger this morning and, you know, he was shocked. You know, we've been talking about who we thought um, the Eagles should draft and uh, what they do at 30. And Ray said, you know, I just knew that Howie was going to trade back out of 30, you know, get some more assets. But the way that the talent pool just continued to get pushed back, you know, into the later round, um, there was just no way. I mean, all he had to do was sit there. You know, he was going to get, you know, something substantial at 30. And um, it, it was just an unusual draft because you usually don't see that. Uh, but those anomalies, those two running backs and those two um, linebackers, and then the the run on the, the wide receivers, the four wide receivers, boom, 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 in a row, just upset the apple cart because that, that meant that all of that defensive talent that didn't get picked before them got pushed further back. Um, so to be able to walk away, you know, with the best defensive tackle in the draft, probably one of the best defensive tackles in the last, you know, um, you know, potentially since Aaron Donald and time will tell, you know, whether the maturity will set in and whether he can realize that talent, but you don't have very many defensive tackles that, you know, play the run can dominate the run and dominate the pass. And I bring up Aaron Donald because he does that. Um, and then you, you, you get an edge rusher, a guy that you don't have to bring in and play right away, but a guy who gets to learn under the tutelage of a Brandon Graham, and a Hassan Reddick, and the versatility that it gives the defense. Um, this is the thing that excites me about the Nolan Smith because he's more athletic, I think, in, in drop coverage probably than Hassan Reddick. Yep. But last year he was the main guy in drop coverage anytime they were in five in the five man front. Well, now you can play games. You know, it could be Nolan. Smith. It could be Hassan Reddick. You could drop both of them out of the five-man line and bring the two inside backers. I mean, there's so much creativity that that, that draft pick gives them now um, 
that Sean Desai can do some 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 very creative and some very innovative things when you have those two guys on the field because of their athleticism and edge rushers. Well, let me ask you this, Dan. Is it is it with the draft picks they just picked up? Does that point you in any direction from a four three through a three four fifty front thirty front? What do you think with the drafting those two guys? The direction Desai is going to go? Well, B, I think that they're. Their base is going to be 40. The problem is they couldn't stop the run out of the 40 last year. Um, does that change? I don't know. I think the reason why you saw them play so much 50 front last year, I think that Nick Sirianni, and not Nick Sirianni, but, but um, Gannon. Jonathan Gannon. Gannon. Jonathan Gannon. I think that's part of their game plan. I think it was the part of their game plan to be, you know, multiple from a front standpoint. Um, and, and you can be extremely multiple, you know, with a five-man front because it's not just a true 30 front. You know, you can run unders and overs from a five-man front. Yep. And whoever the outside backer is, whether it's, you know, BG on one side or Sweat on the other side or Hassan Reddick, that guy just turns into the Sam backer. So you have that flexibility. So every five-man front doesn't isn't necessarily a five-man front because you're running unders and overs out of that five-man look. Um, but um, because they couldn't stop the run out of the four-man front, they were forced to play a lot more five-man front. And and I think that they, yeah, you can play, you can play Jordan Davis in a, a, a one, a two-eye, you know, a shaded, you know head up to you can do all of those things but the minute you lost him as your nose tackle last year it really showed how weak you were at being able to stop the run um so i don't think that they're going to be one or the other i think they're going to be a combination and like i said it gives them great versatility um when you get into passing situations to be able to 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 add nolan smith to to the mix. I mean, can you imagine a NASCAR package next year? Mm. You know, you got Hassan Reddick on one side. You got Josh Sweat when he knows that it's passed. You you know he can he can rush the pass and he can bring it. But can you imagine having Nolan Smith on the other side, him and Hassan Reddick on the outside, and then Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham dropping down, you know, inside. That NASCAR oh, package could be nasty. That's not NASCAR. That's that's F one. That's called the F one. <laughs> yeah, but but B, think about it. if even if you want to go five men and play games. I mean, yep. I, my, my mind has just been racing a thousand miles a minute because you know it's not just the draft picks for me. It's the strategy and how I I start playing with all of these pieces. Absolutely. Like, can you imagine? Think about this in a passing situation. You got Jalen Carter. And Hassan Reddick on the same side. Oh, on the same side. You know, what reminds me of my back in the day when I was playing against Pittsburgh, and I got Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd, and they lined them both right. the cats up on one side and ran games with them. Tough. tough. The, the games, the games that you can run, and the protections that you have to prepare to take care of that kind of pass rush and passing situations. You know, and, and like I said, you you go a NASCAR package, five man NASCAR package. Okay, because you know you you got your two corners back and you're solidified at the slot. The only question you have is, do you have a coverage linebacker and do you have safeties on the back end? 
But if you can answer those questions, think of the creativity that you can do with a five-man NASCAR package. You got Brandon Graham, you got Fletcher Cox, and you got Jalen Carter on the inside. And on the outside, you got Hassan Reddick and Nolan Smith. And the games and the things that you can run, Man, I'm telling you, it'll strike fear in teams' hearts. You know, Seth, as as we talked about last night on the draft show, and, and I said, now the the most intriguing thing to me is, can Sean Desai and his revamped coaching staff coach them up properly? Because, I mean, I'm sitting here listening to you and Barrett talk about playing the, the games they can play, the wealth of talent they have, and I'm salivating, but it all comes down to one thing. What does Deshaun Desai do with them? How does he utilize them? Is he the right man with this revamp? Because it's it's hard when you replace a coordinator, but they mm-hmm. replaced the coordinator and other pieces to that defensive equation, and now you got to try to bring it all together with holdovers and with these new pieces. I think to me that's the most intriguing thing now. Oh, there's no doubt about it. You know, part of the issue is, um, you know, Jonathan Gannon ran and. I don't want to call him a disciple of Vic Fangio, but the way that he thought about the game was Vic Fangio-ish. Um, Sean Desai, coached right beside the man, okay? And there are times where, you know, Vic Fangio can be a lot more aggressive than people remember. So, yeah, he runs all these different looks, four-man looks, five-man looks, multiple coverages on the back end, morphing coverages on the back ends, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Gannon didn't run any of that, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, pretty much where we lined up is where we played and we relied on our pass rush to go get a 70 sacks last year. I think Sean Desai's mentality, you know, is going to be a little bit different. I'm not saying that he's going to be aggressive. He's not going to be a, as aggressive as Vic Fangio would be. But I get the sense that, you know, there's going to be some change as far as, you know, aggressiveness and getting guys up, you know, in wide receivers' faces um, a little more and putting more pressure on the receiving side of it. Um, But, you know, listen, the the terminology may be a little bit different, but the the infrastructure of what they're trying to do is Mm -hmm. probably going to be similar. So the sooner that they can correlate the – terminology to the scheme the 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 quicker they'll be able to make that transition now the the jury's out i mean you got a new db coach um you've added matt patricia to the to the mix Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing i know about guys who used to be defense coordinators it's hard for them to give up that type of mentality Mm -hmm. i watched it in buffalo okay rex brought rob in Next thing you know, Rob was trying to run the defense, and 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 um, and they already had a defense coordinator. So all it, it was created, you know, it's 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 in your DNA. Yeah. Um. So can you get, you know, can you keep that constrained? Um. You got a new linebacker coach. Mm-hmm. You know, Tracy Rocker is still there. Um. But if I'm not mistaken, didn't they have like an outside linebackers coach as well? Is he yeah, still there? Was, uh, yeah, he was a uh, um he's the son of um the guy that used to run the wide nine. What was his Washburn. name? Washburn. Jeremiah Washburn. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremiah yeah. Washburn, he's there. Yeah. Or is he okay. gone? He's still there? I think he's, I think still, he's there. still there. Yeah. He's still there. So, yeah, he's the outside know. linebacker guy. That's that's uh right. Hassan Rankin, those guys coach. Right. So you you know, you you've got some moving pieces. You know, there's no doubt about it, D gun, but yeah. 
um, you know, OTAs, that's where the rubber meets the road. You know, th mm -hmm. these are the guys that Nick Sirianni decided that he wanted on his staff. So they better be, um, you know, not only good coaches, but they better be great teachers because you're going to have a lot of young guys that you need to bring along. Mm -hmm. And you got a lot of moving pieces. Like you got new linebackers that all of a sudden, you know, half of them were special teams players that hardly even played. You know, they are, and there's going to be this vast battle, you know, for the other linebacker position. Mm -hmm. um, you got safeties. You got one, maybe two guys that's got some, you know, some, you know, some, um, some experience. Not a lot, but then you got a couple of special teams guys that you're going to bring in that's going to be vying, you know, for position. So a lot, you know, there, there's a lot going on. You know, but listen, the the, the the mainstay of this team is still going to be the, the offense. Right. The right. offense is built is built to be the dominant portion. That's where all the majority of the money is spent. That's where the majority of the of the talent is. They feel like you know, in order to be um, the team that they want to be, that they need to be a dominant you know mm -hmm. offense. And I think you saw that. Um, by the way that they let players exit this off this defense and went about their business to replenish it with talent, you know, after yep. the Super Bowl last yep. year. Seth, how much more advanced, or correct me if you don't agree with that, but is is Jalen Carter than Jordan Davis uh, either was coming in last year or is now in your estimation? Well, it's light years. It's, it's, it's light years, Rob, just because, you know, Jalen Carter is a complete player. We still don't know whether Jordan Davis can rush the passer. Now we know that he can eat up a double team. We know that he can play the run. We know that he can dominate if you try to block him one on one. But we don't know whether he can rush the passer or not. Um, we know that Jalen Carter can rush the passer. We know that Jalen Carter. You know, you put him in a three technique that that guard. You know, they better run away from him. You know, we know that he can dominate. And, you know, when you play in the SEC and you play in two national championships games back-to-back, -back, you're playing the best of the best. So if you're playing the best of the best, you know, he's more prepared for the NFL level from a physical and a talent standpoint, in my opinion, than Jordan Davis is. Physically, Jordan Davis is just a bigger body. Mm -hmm. But, man, when you watch Jalen Carter play, I mean, his lower unit, man, you're not moving him either. Right, but he right. also has the he also has the, the the feet and the explosive hands to dominate the line of scrimmage and hold a gap, you know, um, to get up field, you know, like if they want to cut half the field off on a known running play, he can take the gap and and take the take the cut the cut back away. Well, that guy has to hit it front side and stay front side, you know, or he's running right into Jalen Carter. Um, when you double team him. A lot of times, you know, you know, when Barry was on the show last night, he was talking about it. When you double team, you know, you're trying to if if the guy's in the gap, he's in the three technique and you double team. He's trying to they're trying to push you off the ball one and the inside guy. They're trying to allow him to work up to get head to head so the outside guy can get off and get to the next level. Jalen Carter doesn't allow that to happen because, no. you know, because his footwork is so great. <clears throat> He stays right in between, wedged in between the double team. So when that guy decides to, to go off second level, a lot of times he never makes it because he they, they don't get enough push. And if he does, 
he just falls off and, and he's in the gap. And you know, there's, the not a lot of players, yeah. there's not a lot of players that can do it. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I wish I wish I could show you on film, mm-hmm. you know, what this guy does. That just that just zoom in and show you that. There's not a lot of players that can do that, man. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot because you got six hundred pounds pushing on three hundred. Hmm. You know, and it's not like he's Jordan Davis's size. He's just got such a great lower center of gravity that you can't you can't do with him what you want to do with him. Hmm. Mm. That's the biggest thing, man. But well, you know, we we they did a great job in this first this 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 first day. You know, what I'm saying they got two really really good defensive players. Everybody, they, on my, they got my Christmas list. They be <laughs> yo, I ain't even gonna watch. Today and tomorrow, I don't even care. <laughs> that's done. That's done. He's done. Uh, well, that's what I was going to get done. That's why he dropped. That's why he dropped the mic and walked off today. I'm yeah. going golfing today and tomorrow. Yeah, he just. <laughs> I don't know about you going golfing in all this rain out here, man. But but you know what? From this point on, I mean, I think they'll get back to basics again, bitten back to the offensive line, getting off um, offensive side of the ball, giving them their kudos. Now, wouldn't you think they would go heavy offense now? Listen, I, everybody wanted, you know, Paris, you know, Paris Johnson-Smith. Everybody wanted um, Skaron, Skaronski. Skaronski. Yeah, Skaronski, yeah. Um, I would say, listen, Lane ain't going nowhere anytime soon. No. You he know, Jordan Mallott ain't going anywhere, no, nowhere anytime soon. I, I, I would assume that the place where I'm most concerned is guard depth. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we may need some depth there, but we also need what I like to see the Eagles do is draft some players at safety and maybe linebacker. It may not happen this year. Maybe we can get a linebacker in maybe the third or the fourth round next year, you know, to compliment um, Nicobe Dean if he steps into his talent. But I'd like to see them go and get some players, man, that can be on the defensive side of the ball. Um, foundational players is going to be here for a while. Go get some guys that have some talent. You know, I I don't want to see, you know, they need safeties and they need linebackers. You know, I'm talking proven guys. I'm talking guys that you can bring in and you got um, talented coaches that get it, that can take that kid and work with him on his skill set and turn him into, you know, a player they can be a mainstay here for the next five or six years. You know, they can get through, you know, maybe two contracts. Um, in, in reality, that's what I like to see. I think that, you know, I don't know that you have to draft high all the time as far as the offensive line is concerned. They may be able to get a guy in the fourth or the fifth round. Stoutland University. They're, they're just – Exactly. And let Stoutland do do what he does, you know, because if he can take three, four years and develop, you know, a guy who never played professional football before, he can take a guy who's played before, who's got the right mentality, but just skill sets might be just, you know, a little under where you'd like to have it and and turn him into something. Um, But that's the next step for the Eagles is development. Because on especially on the defensive side, what you've seen is they pieced meal a lot across the board over the years. CJ Gardner Johnson, um, Kazir White, you know, even our two cornerbacks, they don't belong to us via our draft. Right. You know, yep. we signed those guys in free agency. 
you know, I'd like to see us be able to draft some players that would be foundational players um, down the road and we develop them, but we own them from the word go and we bring them along, you know, as we go along. Seth, do you see them taking a flyer on another young running back in the draft? You know what, man? I, I listen, I like to listen to what coaches say, man. And you know, when I heard Nick Sirianni talk about uh, Trey Sermon, mm-hmm. you know, and Trey Sermon at Oklahoma wasn't no joke. Now, I get it, the NFL is a whole different deal. And, and they probably need, even though they don't feel that way, because, you know, they had an opportunity to bring back um, what's Jordan uh, from, from, um, from the Chicago Bears. Howard. Um, Jordan yeah. Howard. Yeah. You know, I mean, he didn't land anywhere last year, but you had an opportunity to bring him back as a bigger back last year, and they opted to, you know, go with what they had. It got him to the Super Bowl. You know, they didn't have no big back, no big bruiser, you know, at running back last year. So to be honest with you, D-Gun, I don't mm-hmm. know that I even see them making another move at running back. Mm-hmm. Listen, you got Kenneth Gainwell. Listen, no, first of all, no running back is going to get more than 16 to 18 carries a game anyway. No. No. Okay. The thing that they lacked the most was the running back addition in the passing game last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you add a running back who, when when he's healthy, and Rashad Penny um, can be pretty dominant. Um, I think they're extremely high on Kenneth Gainwell the way he played. Yep. You know the the last quarter of the season and through the playoffs. I think he's the reason that uh, Miles Sanders ain't here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Boston Scott, the giant killer. And, you know, if given more opportunity, he'd probably slay some other teams. Um, and then you add to the mix, a guy like Trey Sermon, um, who they pretty much hit on IR all last year to get him healthy because they didn't really need him. Yeah. And now, um, you would get a chance to see him do his thing. And, and, And maybe a guy who was, you know, spent some time in the system that now understands the system. So I don't know that there's this great need for them, D-Gun, to go and get a running back. You know, well, maybe you maybe you sign a free agent guy, you know, who you who you may who your scouts or who how he may like, and you bring him in and you see um, you know, what he how he competes. But I don't think that, you know, I don't think a lot of teams really believe in this, you know, oh, you need a bruiser back or a short mm-hmm. yardage or a goal anymore. line back anymore. anymore. I just think they're, they're content to go with, you know, what they have. Yep. Remember the back in the day you had guys like, yeah, guys like Emmitt Smith, you know, was coming out of the backfield. You know, you can, they, it used to be that the running backs made the same amount of money as quarterbacks. Yeah. All that's changed now, bro. All that's yeah, you, the days of the Moose Johnsons and all these, all these bruising backs. Those those days are gone. And when you yeah. look at this Eagles offense, they had running backs by committee. They finished number five in the NFL in rushing, averaging almost a buck fifty a game. Without the likes of a, a Jonathan Taylor, Kareem Hunt, Derrick, they didn't need those kind of backs. Yeah. And look at what they did. And the running game was not the primary focus of this offense. Right. And they still were running for a buck fifty. Well, that's the problem. Like, that's why you don't get them because you don't get a, a running back at pick number eight like they did here. Um, exactly. Bijan wouldn't play until he he'd have four carries in the first half. Yeah. Then he get all his carries in the second half because we pass to open up the run. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what we do. I would uh, until it doesn't work, and then they go back to the run. B. You know how they do. <laughs> right. Right. The, the only 
the only exception I would make, um, if I could get Kareem Hunt at a bargain price, yeah, yeah. I'd take yeah. that dude right now. In a second. Yeah. In I'm a second. sorry. Yep. I mean, yep. I have coveted him ever since Kansas City let him go. Right. I said, I said when they let him go, I was like, sign him, put him in a program, hide him and stash him away, you know, until you get him where you need to get him. Because trust me, that dude is a complete package. Yep. At running back. Yeah. He can block, he can run, he can catch. You yeah, know, and, attitude. He, and, and and he's hungry. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because he he pissed off a lot of money, man. A mm -hmm. lot of money. Yeah. No doubt. So, you know, I, I would I would love to 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 get that dude. You know, and, and I'm looking at the comments as we, you know, do you know, Duck Wynn said, you know, he doesn't come cheap, you know. He's a free agent. Dude's out on the street. Yeah, the longer he sticks, the cheaper he goes. Yeah. Long the long, the longer he stay out there, the longer he stay out there, the cheaper he gonna get. You're right. You know, and when you right. look at and when you look at the kind of money that most running backs sign for. You know, you probably somewhere down the line, you probably can get him for like a million uh, and a half, mm -hmm. two million. What's what's the what's the veteran medic minimum for vet two two and a half something like that? But and the Three. other thing is DeAndre Swift is is clearly on the trade block. They took Gibbs at twelve, and the GM didn't even really make much, any bones about it. He basically said, "Yeah, he's still under contract. We love him, but dot dot dot." You They're know, calls from teams right now. I mean, the only problem is he, he has a tough time staying on the field. He's talented, but yeah. he has a tough time staying on the field. And I, I I think that's the reason why they made the pick, but I don't know that Gibbs' is, Gibbs's frame gives them the flexibility to I say, agree. okay, well, this is the guy. You know, we're going to go with him no matter what. I yeah. think they're still going to need both of them, you yep. know, in order to get to where they want to get to. Yeah. Yep. They got the second. I didn't like – I, I didn't – I didn't like Detroit's draft at all, man. I thought that they, they were a team on the ascent, but what they drafted last night was a head-scratcher, man. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, no doubt. Seth, listen, man, thanks. Great job last night. It was a lot of fun down there at Ocean. Appreciate uh, you, bro. We had a blast doing the draft show with you, and good hanging with you today, man. Thanks for coming. All good. Minutes. All, right, all right. right. Have a good day, Take man. Care. That is Seth Joyner. Yeah, good stuff there, guys. All right, let's come back. Let's continue with the draft talk. We're actually going to look ahead to tonight, too. I mean, you got you. there's – Still a lot of good players out there, guys. They can help the Eagles in a lot of different ways. And let's let's dig a little bit into this tampering thing with Jonathan Gannon because it's got a lot of people ticked off as if they yeah. needed another reason to be angry at Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, a lot of ground to cover, man, and let's keep it rolling. We're, we're, tell a friend. We're not going anywhere. We're going to keep talking about the birds in the draft. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to find and trust with your finances can be a tough thing, can be a scary thing. I'm right there at the front of the line, but I found that right person. I found the person to trust with my finances, and I want you to as well, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business, and you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground there. It's another resource that Jim can help you with. Personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You could also email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com.
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. What is up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, uh, talking about the Eagles draft and what a night it was. What a night it was. They end up at number nine. They moved up one spot to get Jalen Carter, and at number 30, they get Nolan Smith, his college teammate at Georgia. Uh, this came down, guys, before the draft began. Uh, there was a tampering charge uh, levied against the Arizona Cardinals. And... Uh, there was a statement uh, released. So just prior to the draft, um, the Eagles, it actually benefited the Eagles here. They improved their draft stock uh, as a result of the settlement with the Arizona Cardinals, who tampered with defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon uh, prior to the Super Bowl. The Arizona Cardinals, this is an Eagles and Cardinals released a joint statement saying, quote, the Arizona Cardinals and Philadelphia Eagles have agreed on a settlement of an issue concerning an instance of impermissible contact by Arizona during its head coaching search last this past January. The Cardinals self-reported to the National Football League. The general manager, Monty Osenfort, had a conversation with then Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon in the days following the NFC championship game, a period which uh, during which contact is not permitted under the league's anti-tampering policy. To resolve the matter between the clubs, the Cardinals and the Eagles have agreed to swap third-round picks in the 2023 draft. 
The Cardinals received the Eagles fifth round selection as well in 2024. Um, so, you know, the, the Eagles get a, get a slight little move up there uh, in the third round. Uh, but here, here's the thing. It, it, you may, it may sound like a little minor thing and you may say to yourself, this stuff goes on all the time and, and, and you're probably not wrong. The one thing it brings into question mm-hmm. is was Jonathan Gannon as fully engaged in the two weeks preparing for the Super Bowl, as he might have been otherwise, if he wasn't thinking about a Cardinals mm-hmm. interview, talking to Cardinals people, et cetera. There, therein lies the issue, I think, with some Eagles fans. I, I, um, I think it's a valid question to bring up, <clears throat> but for me, it puts it in the category of questioning that man's character as a coach. And I don't know Jonathan Gannon, but I'm going to say I believe that he was fully focused on his task at hand. When you when you take into consideration how hard it is just to get to an NFC championship game, just to get to a Super Bowl, you, you're focused on doing everything you can possibly for that one moment in time for something you may never get again. You know, and I understand why people bring that up uh, to a certain degree, but I am not going to tarnished i mean let's face it jonathan gannon it was a love-hate relationship with that dude here there's no gray area and you guys know what side i was on yeah there's a lot of players and coaches there's a gray area you try there was no gray area either you're in or you're out with that dude and i'm going i'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he was focused what happened in that super bowl was he just got outfoxed by a better coaching staff plain and simple i get it but you know it's just something that you don't do. You definitely don't get caught doing it. But I don't understand why we had to give our fifth round pick for next year. Yeah, I don't get why shouldn't it just be a swap? No, yeah, well, no, why don't the Eagles get the advantage there? Because right. It's, it's supposed to Arizona be, tampered. Yeah, you know, Arizona's want to tamper. What, what what does that have to do with us? Why are we? Well, because because Jonathan reciprocated. See, he could have said, Hey man, because well, he was still a member right of the now. Eagles organization. I can't talk to you right now, but he engaged, see. So oh, both teams have to be penalized to a certain degree. Now oh. the Eagles Technically, the Eagles got the better of this penalty when you think about it, flipping that third round. Yeah. You look at the multitude of picks they're going to have in 2024. Right now, minimum 12 picks. That fifth-round pick next year is not really going to hurt this team because like right. you said at the top of the show, Brooks, they're not going to be signing, they can't sign all these players next year. Well, that's why you look at it and you're like, well, how are they picking 62nd in the second round? And then all of a sudden they're four picks later at the top of the third. Yeah. Well, that's how. That's how, right? <laughs> so, and look, I, I – Again, I'm not naive enough to think that this stuff doesn't go on, you know, behind the scenes. We, oh, we it all, does. It oh, does. it does. But the way the Super Bowl played out, it just doesn't help things. No. You know, they looked no. they looked no. unprepared in the second half. CJGJ said he didn't put us in the best position to succeed. Like those kind of things just add up. And again, it did, it's it, it doesn't take much to to like get the fire going with Eagles fans on Gannon anyway. Well, CJGJ feels vindicated right now. Right. See, I told y'all all yeah. this stuff was going on. He's totally doing that. You yeah, know, you know, right? yeah. I, I should have told. I told y'all from the beginning. Yeah, you know, that's 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 all. You know, that's that's. He was wrong for that. He was wrong. He wasn't thinking about us. He wasn't. So you know, he's gonna get all that. No question. You got you, you, you got caught. I mean, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, man. I was pissed off about you know Spygate because, you know, they did a better job. The bill did a better job than than um than our bill. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bill Cowher got outfoxed by by the other Bill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm pissed off because I lost the Super Bowl because of it. Yeah. Well, you, well, you know what? 
you look at Arizona's situation as as much of a black eye as they've had in recent years with that quarterback contract and things going on. I'll give them credit for one thing. They turned themselves in. Yeah. You know, they didn't they didn't have to do that. I mean, you know, Rob, going to back to what you say about conversations, I can't even begin to tell you how many players through the years have told me in games being played in December when they play a certain opponent, as they're walking off the field and engaging the opponent, they're whispering in a coach's ear or another player, hey, man, I'm a free agent after this year. Tell your coach. You know? or it happens all the time. Yeah, like, 99% oh. of the time, nobody's getting caught. But I'm surprised. I would like to know, why did Arizona decide to well, turn themselves they in? They were probably caught that red-handed, yeah, and the league right gave them that option. Well, all that's I don't think they did they it out of the goodness anyway. of their heart, Derek. I think they did it because they were, they were dead to rights. Maybe well, they, they were dead to rights. Number one, number two, they were already getting investigated for the stuff that happened with the uh, the GM and the yes. burner phones and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they got caught. Maybe the inv- maybe that's where it came up. Well, I don't know. The new GM, the, the, the guy there is now is new, Monty Osenford. Great name, by the way. Um, all right, so this is interesting. So this was uh, Nolan Smith. We'll get to what the Eagles can do tonight uh, in a, in a sec. But uh, Nolan Smith was on the Odyssey podcast called The Crew back in March and he talked about you know how kind of motivated he is because a lot of people overlook him I guess because of his size he said um I felt disrespected honestly they forgot about me they didn't think this edge rusher from Georgia I wasn't even brought up in any of the mock combines or drafts or any of that uh he went on to say I just felt disrespected I play with a chip on my shoulder just because I'm not supposed to be here I'm supposed to be somewhere in Savannah Georgia latching down boats I tell my boys I remind myself of that daily any team that pass up on me uh, that I got to sit there and watch, I just make sure I'm writing it down. I'm memorizing it in my head. So when my opportunity gets shown, I'm going to show you uh, that you should have drafted me. All right, good. good. Ah, da, da. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Oh, no. Let's go. And let's put it in this proper perspective. What we traditionally knew as size for certain positions doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Edge rushers are smaller. Linebackers are smaller and faster. You know, so all these prototypical, man, you got to have that 6'5 edge rusher. No, you don't anymore. You got to have that 6'4, 260 pound middle linebacker. No, you don't anymore. The league has shown you over the past couple of years with the likes of a Devin Bush and all these guys. You don't have to be the biggest dude. You just have to be athletic and get from point A to point B as quick as your coordinator needs you to. Michael Parsons ain't the biggest dude on the block, but Michael Parsons is a beast. Mm hmm. See, that, you know, it, it, the game has changed so much now. You know, with these offenses getting faster, defenses had to get faster as well. How yeah. do you get faster? Not necessarily the biggest dude. I need the best dude at that position. And if he's 6'1 instead of 6'5, that's who I need. I agree with you. I uh, agree with you. Uh, uh, Jim G asked a question. He said, uh, B. Brooks, uh, D. Gun, Rob, what current player is good? a good comparison to Nolan Smith? You got to look at the same locker room, Hassan Reddick. Look at the guy who wears number seven for the yeah. Eagles. Uh, <laughs> it's very similar, you know. And, and I oh, think, yeah. I think that um, Nolan will benefit from the Eagles figuring this out. I know it's a different coordinator, but figuring out how to best utilize Hassan Reddick last year, I think that helps Nolan Smith this year with the Eagles. I mean, all you guys do is just duplicate the page he had uh, from, from 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 you know what Gannon did. Gannon said, "You know what? I remember when he first when he first brought him in." And I can remember talking to you guys that you like, oh, that's a great pick, but where are they going to play him? Are they going to line up a, 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 you know, linebacker depth and have him rush and, you know, blitz from those areas? Like, no, they just need to put him somewhere and let him go. 
you guys are like, no, he probably not. No, they got to put him on one side or the other and have him rush. You know what I'm saying? Run for his run. That's what they needed to do. And as soon as they did that, he started getting sacks. Mm-hmm. There's certain players, it's not putting, you, you can't put a round plug in a square hole. It's just yeah. not going to fit. And just, hey, you line up out there on the left side and go. Go. Go find the ball. And that's all you have to do with players like that. Yeah. They're small, but they've been small. They've went against, you know, top-tier talent in the SEC. They understand how to get low, how to rush passes. Just let them go. Just let them go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Um, all right, so tonight – uh, they're picking second, third, second and third round is the way it goes tonight, and then everything else is Saturday. So they have 62 and 66, 62 second round, 66 third round. Uh, let's throw some names out there, guys, that are still available. Um, Joey Porter is still out there. Uh, I'll just give you a couple corners. Uh, Can, uh, Kaylee Ringo is still yep, available. Georgia. Uh, Cam Smith, who I really like, South Carolina. Yeah, uh, very good. Is out there. Uh, from Barrett School, Julius Brents uh, is K Stater. Yep. Um, there's some safeties too. Brian Branch, Sidney yeah. Brown from yep. Illinois, Jordan yep. Battle also from Bama. All still there, guys. Antonio Johnson, safety yep. from uh, from Texas A and M. He probably probably right mm-hmm. now is the, probably the second or third best safety in the in the um, in this draft. Of course, you know you got to go with Alabama. They're both their safeties are pretty good, but I mean. The two corner, I mean, it's two uh, safeties from, I mean, it's like both, both safeties from Alabama, both safeties from Clemson, and then this kid, Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, are probably what you call the cream of the crop as far as the safety still on the board right now. I'll give you another name to keep an eye on because they do have a need. Osiris Torrance from Florida, that guard, yep. he's still on the board. Yep. Yeah. Well, so you know what? Gun, don't rule him out. The gun. He was supposed to be projected to be a mid. Yes, he was. First rounder. That would be an enormous pick for them to pick him up. But I doubt seriously they do it because he's probably gonna go before they get out. You're right. You're They're gonna right. Have to trade up. I mean, really early in the in the um in the in the second round to get him. You know he's yeah. talented, bro. He's good. The he's way good. that draft the way that draft played itself right. out last night, I don't put anything <laughs> that's right on, Derek. There were Not- four there were four or five guys that went in the twenties and thirties that yeah. they I thought were going up in the middle, like in the in the high teens, mid to high teens. To low twenties, they Nolan Smith was not supposed to be on the board at number thirty. Hell no. Okay, I wanted to. I wanted. I wanted them to pick him up at ten. Yeah, you, you know go. what I'm saying. I wanted yeah. to pick him up at ten, but also, when you look at this, it just doesn't pay to eat bananas with the with the skin still on them and and, and put mayonnaise in your coffee. Yeah, it doesn't pay because this kid is still sitting there. Yeah, and we're we're gonna get to eight hours ago. Yeah, he was. They said he was going four to one. According yeah, to Reddit, four to one. Yeah. He was supposed to be the first pick in the in the draft. <laughs> you, you know, you know what? From from a from a parent's perspective, I feel for that kid, man. Because, like I said, the league deliberately only invited a handful of players that they knew. The league office felt we know you're a first round pick. They all went except him, didn't they? Yeah, well, I I know for a fact. I did. It was Branch? Branch didn't go either. Branch was he invited? I don't think he was invited. Oh, he was okay. Uh, well, they they cut away to him thirty seven times geez. just during the ESPN telecast. Thirty seven times. Did he have a banana away. with a peel on it? No, but um, and I don't know if this these were his sisters or his 
you know, Strong. friends, but yeah, Strong. he's, you Gotta know, him. there's a lot going on there. <laughs> what? The oh, yeah. No, oh. oh, we ain't talking about no Zach Wilson stuff, are we? No, 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 okay. no, right. no. It's, no, no. Probably, it's probably his sisters and his sister and his mom. There's a good gene know. pool. There. Maybe his girl, girlfriend was there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, you yeah, know what? Yes. It, it's, it's the nature of the beast, man. You don't know what you don't know. Will Levis <clears throat> will get an opportunity. And this will be, you know, one of those things where it, it, it puts a chip on his shoulder. Now he wants to go out there and kill everybody. Yeah. He, he's going to make it a point to prove everybody wrong. You need that sometimes. That's yeah. why I'm so glad I did not go to New York. I got invited to New York. They said, look, man, come on out to New York. Uh, you know, being a green room, you're projected to go mid to late first. You know, come on. I'm like, nah. I'm so glad I didn't because I'd have been hot as fish grease sitting in that green yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's getting drafted, and I don't get drafted to the second round. I, now, I, it was I, different I, back then. Yeah, I hate to say this, but when I look at Will Levis, you know what the first thing that comes to mind is? Baker Mayfield. Yep. I, I hate to say this. He's, he's not. He here. My he's. I I have a Wentz feel off of him. He's big. He's not. Uh, he's not tiny like Baker Mayfield. I know, but in terms of the way he plays the game and the URR rod and all that stuff, I just I just got a bad Baker Mayfield vibe about this dude. Yeah. And obviously, the league didn't think as high of him as us on the outside looking in did because he would have gone in the first round. Yeah, you yeah. know, instead he of being sit, still sitting there on the board, he plays just like. Wilson did with with the Jets. Wilson played at a high level when he was frenetic, when he was outside the pocket, when he was throwing the ball down the field. And he had like three, six foot three, six foot four receivers with him at BYU. And the reason why he made so many yards because he was working out of schedule. He wasn't just sitting back in in the pocket and pushing the ball down the field. More times than not, they were running waggle protections. That's where, you know, they pull the backside guard. He's almost like a, you know, he's a, he's the blocker in front of him while he runs on the outside and throws the ball down the field. A lot of boot protections. You know, these are protections that you don't have to read the defense to throw. It cuts the field in half, and you could just throw down the field. They moved him around a lot of movement um, uh, plays, so, you know, he didn't sit in the, in the pocket. So he really can't read defenses, or he's just mm. learning to read defenses. Mm. And I think Will Levis – if he'd have had his old offensive coordinator in Kentucky last year, they'd have, they ran more of a pro-style offense, but it's his um, his coordinator went to, to the Rams. Now he's back at um with Kentucky. Yeah. He'd had a better opportunity. Cohen, I think. How, yeah, Cohen, yeah. Yep. He'd had a better opportunity learning um, how to read, uh, you know, the defense and how the protection can help him and who's the hot and all that stuff. You got to know all that stuff in order to be a good – quarterback a pocket quarterback and i don't think he's had that that um that coaching just yet yeah i think look it plays out if he actually has the ability it plays out one of two ways for him either oh, that's right dad dad you're right kentucky's o-line was a trophy. They, they were and he lost it a was. lot from oh. his, his his two years ago to what he had last year he was out there a lot shorthanded a lot oh man uh, they were killing him but i you know look if he if he ultimately has the talent this this either motivates you to be that much better and and sh- not only to prove people wrong, but also, hey, maybe I have some shortcomings I got to figure out. Or, know. you know, all, all the people are proven right. So let's see what you're made of now. Like, go somewhere and kick ass and, and, and prove everybody wrong yep. if you're that good. Um, so a couple other couple other interesting names here. Uh, Kid I Love Hyatt out of Tennessee is still available if you're looking at receivers. Receiver, yeah. Uh, his teammate Tillman, who's really good too. I love that kid Tillman. Ooh, he's still uh, what good. I tell you, what I tell you guys about um, – about Skaronsky also, bro. I knew he would. To me, he was my third best offensive lineman. 
and it kind of worked out. That's what it was. Um, my, my, you know, Paris Johnson Jr., mm-hmm. he went the first lineman taken. Then the next was Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee. Yeah, He was the second tackle taken, and then it went with Skaronsky. Skaronsky's good, but he's more suited to be on the inside. He's a great technician, but those two guys that went before him, are just superior athletes, man. They move so well in space. They can block out there on an edge. Um, they have a little less problem handling guys with speed on the outside. Skaronski, he would, he'll, he'll, he'll have some problems out there when he gets against the when he goes against guys like Hassan Reddick and those guys. He can hit you with he can't change direction. Yeah, hit you with them little flippers. <laughs> I just said this time, Rob. I just said this time, man. Flippers. You know, Kelly Car- Clip- Kelly was really. Like- Kelly you go flippers? I mean, that is rough, man. Oh, my God. What's her um, name again, man? Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Hey, it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Right? I can't look at her the same way because never. of you, you never be able to look at her the same again. None of us will. Man, yeah. there's something wrong with y'all, man. Oh, no, you, man, it's you all go wrong, flipper man. and it's us? You go flipper and it's us. I love the way you do that, man. Oh, wow. uh, hey, wouldn't it Rob said Kelly Clarkson hold a microphone like this? <laughs> Let me see if I can. Right. I'm gonna mess up my whole setup if I pull my wife off. I'm not doing it. You're gonna hear something crashing. Oh god! Oh, um, so, Ever since he said that, I was sitting down in the office, man, and I looked. Uh, I was in the office. And I looked up, and her show was on, and I couldn't. I, I I couldn't even see past what she was saying or who the guest was or anything. All I saw was those things moving around like this. You know, I'm like, what I saw her on? like on the voice, whatever. There's a million of those, but like one time she was like clapping for somebody. I'm like, oh. <laughs> how's she clapped up? <laughs> like it's just basically like it's just there. Here it is. Like it's just from right here. She doesn't have like, biceps. It's just from the elbow. Oh yeah, that was great. That wasn't pitchy at all. Hey, hey, y'all going to hell for this? I'm telling you now, you're going to hell for this. Both of you. <laughs> Look, oh, she's got a great God. voice. The arms don't matter. <laughs> she's a first rounder no matter what. It does when you hold a microphone matter. like this. That doesn't, as long she as you can hold the arms it. don't matter. She can sing. Yeah, oh, she can sing, man. It doesn't as long as you matter. Hold, oh. When you hold a microphone like this, it does. Yeah, you, you adapt, you overcome. If you have a great voice, you don't oh, need goodness. long arms. Taylor Swift has reach. Oh, she's got the goodness. reach on her. But Kelly can sing. All right, where were we? Um, oh, oh th- there's also some good offensive linemen. I mean, yes. the kid, uh, the Jones out of, out of Ohio State, who's like a mountain, he's, he's still like six there. Six foot eight, 380 pounds. Beast. Bergeron like, from Syracuse. Uh, was well, a lot I, of I, did, I did a Syracuse game, and he, he's definitely somebody I looked at. He's he's good. Six foot five, 325 pounds. He's a tackle, too. He's a true tackle, also. And the kid, Avila, uh, from TCU, who's a guard. Yep. You know, yep. These, these guys are all still there. Yes. So, I mean, there's a lot of talent. I, I just still can't believe all the – you know, I knew the safety was going to go in the second round, but not Branch. I didn't think Branch was going to make it to the I second didn't round. I didn't either. I, I was hoping – honestly, I thought Nolan Smith would be gone. I was hoping Brian Branch would last the right. at, at 30. Then, you know, you got the linebacker from um, from Arkansas still there. Um, what is yeah. Uh, Drew Sanders. Drew Sanders, yeah. Trenton Simpson is still there from Clemson, who's a good wow, linebacker. Wow, really good linebacker. Trenton Simpson's really good linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's still there's a lot of talent, man. And that's why I, I know Seth was kind of like half joking, but I I'm, I can't wait for the second and third round tonight. Now, yep. especially – Will you watch? I'll watch it, yeah. You watch the draft? Will you watch the Phillies? 
Yes. Or will you watch NBA? Yes. Everything. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll watch right. everything. I will. I mean, the, yeah, the Phillies uh, are in Houston, so that's and they're they're starting to play better. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that. And then certainly, you know, we got two really good matchups tonight. The eight o'clock game is Sacramento and Golden State. That series is three two Golden State going back to Golden State. Then you have Memphis and L A. Three uh, two L A. going back to to L A. So they're two. You know, it could be elimination games. I'm I'm rooting for the Kings. I want I want that thing to go seven. You know, I, I like the uh, the deeper series. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Hey, if we could smash that like button, man, I, I would appreciate it, guys. Uh, we, we would uh, we would very much appreciate it. We know we've got a lot of folks watching, but hit that like button if you could. So I'm saying it again. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yes. If the Eagles picked up Drew Sanders, linebacker from out of Arkansas, I'll be done. I'll be done for this whole draft. I wouldn't watch anything else. I tell <laughs> NBC Sports, look, I'm done, finished for this whole draft. I'm just letting you know that. I'm dropping the mic. I'm getting up from the stage, and I'm, I'm saying, look. I'm out. You're going fishing. Me. I'm going fishing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know he, he had me a hello if that happens. Bro. I'm just letting you all know. I got he you. had me a hello. Uh, well, so. all right, oh, well I, we, we had folks who wanted a, uh, a food report, bar, uh, Derek, on from last night. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Oh, let, me tell you, let, me tell you, have, let me tell you my type of friends. Oh and these man. guys are supposed to be my boys. These are my family. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, man. you know, I if, if I had my firstborn, I'd probably name a twins, I'd name Rob and Derek. <laughs> That's how close I am to these two. And what do they do? They record videos and send me <laughs> lobster, hamburgers. I mean, it was it was crazy. Hey, crab cake. Oh, crab cakes. They just looking sneeze, down the line. Sneeze with salad. And so what did I have? We're, so we're eating, right? And I, and we're all sort of like lined up. It's Seth, it's Mark yeah. Barzetta, it's me, and then it's Derek, right? So we're all – you just kind of get our food right before the show. We're about to eat. And I see Derek with his phone. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, <laughs> I, I, I got I to gotta send this to Barrett, man. And he, he's recording his lo- – what did you have? Lobster and, and, and a big Caesar I, I, salad. What else what did you have? Big lobster, Caesar salad, uh, roasted potatoes. And corn on the cob. And he's gonna say, Barrett, I know I I I really am ashamed that I'm doing this to you. I'm not well, really see, wanting to do this to you, but I've got to send it to you anyways. Well, see, Rob gonna tell you the whole story. I said, Rob, I'm gonna send Barrett this video. Rob immediately looks up from his dry burger and says, Yeah, do it. Like that. So he didn't tell you the whole oh. story, see. Oh, oh, no. okay. and then Farzetta uh, uh, doesn't know any of this. Is like, what? What are you two doing? Or like, we're don't, yeah. we're setting we're setting Barrett video. We're just see, now. See Barrett, here's what got me. Yeah, Rob gets a free burger, and I mean it's a thick burger. Oh, it's good. It was good. The dude has nothing on it. No cheese. No, no. nothing on no. it. No. You talking about bland? I would never go out to eat publicly with Rob. No, I, all I got were fries was and a burger and pickles on the side. That's all I. That's what I had. It was good. And, and Chris D was right because we had a chef on. We had the, the house chef on the show. He was. And great. He brought up a seafood boil bowl. Uh, Barrett, Chef it Darren, yeah. shrimp. He had shrimp in it. He had mussels in it. He had a big lobster hanging off the off the side of it like this, right? And then he had another plate with a big burger. The burger was this tall, and it had it had bacon big enough. Big as a little league baseball bat on it. <laughs> Look at these two. Look at these two. Look how they're doing Look. me. And so during the yeah, show, they, they made the mistake of putting the plate with the fries in front of me. I'm eating fries on the show while we're talking. Yeah, Derek, oh, a good old time. Derek was throwing down. Yeah, he was throwing down. Oh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I was having a good Wait, old time. Wait, so you man. got you got some grub, didn't you, last night? I thought they took care of you guys. Yeah, he, yeah, got, they, he got he got a hoagie. Me a hoagie. <laughs> it was a good hoagie, though. 
I bought. I had to bring my own chips. Though. I brought my own chips though. No chips. But, hey, no chips. But, hey, I mean, I appreciate Doug. I appreciate you, bro. Okay. You hooked it up. He hooked it up, man. We right. we we at least got a up. Uh, and hold on. Let me tell you, we have four hours of coverage, bro. Four yeah. hours. That's what we had. Yeah, we have four hours. Four to midnight. Bro, I can't talk I that long, yeah. man. Huh? I can't talk that long. It's hard yeah, enough no. doing three. You know what? I got so I. Are you ADD you, or something? No, I what? hate to do. I mean, I'm already doing three with you guys every day. Yeah. So, so and I turned back around and did four more. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. That's what we did. Dude, you're talking about something you played for 12 years and you love to do. You talk football. That's not a job. That's a labor of love. That's I, not I a love job. to eat too. Well, you did. <laughs> I eat like you ate. You got a hoagie, didn't you? <laughs> oh, 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 he just the only oh, you know the only oh. time I I even felt a little like was when the Eagles are about uh, uh, the, the draft was at like twenty five or twenty six. I was kind of yeah. like starting to feel it a little bit. That was it. Yeah, that draft went by fast, dude. It flew. Tell you it flew by. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. And then all of a sudden. When when the network and Kansas City start stretching it out, when oh. they got 25-26, bringing out – I believe they have sponsor commitments to midnight. That's why they stretched I it out like that. 100% Absolutely. think that's right. They start bringing out families. They had Jason Kelsey's mom out there and some entourage of people with her I had never seen before. Well, how about that, though? Wasn't that a drop mic moment when – um? When uh, Mahomes and, 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 and Kelsey came out together? Oh, man. With the trophy? That was, yeah. that was, that was oh, hard, bro. Man. I ain't gonna hate, man. I ain't no. I'm not even gonna hate, man. That was that was hot. Yeah. That was big time, especially them being in Kansas City too, and they wanted. To, that was big time, man. I ain't the gonna hate. go the spoils, man. Yeah. You know what? Speaking speaking of Kansas City, I want wanted to share something with you guys because I just happened. I love I love looking at the site Front Office Sports on Twitter. They have some great info. You know, we we view Kansas City as just this mid sized town, not like a major city, but Kansas City's a player, man. Look at this. In the last ten years. Kansas City has won two Super Bowls, a World Series, an MLS Cup. They've been awarded the uh, 2026 World Cup Games. They have a proposed $2 billion downtown Royals ballpark that could be going up. This year they hosted the NFL Draft, and they've been awarded a National Women's Soccer League franchise as well. Wow. Kansas City blowing up, man. Yeah, I'll tell you, yeah. you know, big time. Yeah. Big time city. Yeah, you could you could do worse for drafts for sure. Uh, and we know we remember when it, what it was like here. It was crazy in Philadelphia for sure when it was here. Uh, all right, so we'll come back. Uh, we're gonna hit a couple things, guys. Uh, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I was burping lobster. I'm sorry. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Here we go. I'm sorry, man. What? I didn't mean to burp on camera. Oh, what is going oh, on, man? Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, two o'clock. <laughs> We're gonna do big surprises. We'll talk about Levis falling. We'll talk about Porter, Mayor, some of the other guys. Two running backs in the top 12 picks. We'll get into the uh, the aggression of the Texans, who had a good draft, who had a bad draft. Uh, outside of the Eagles, obviously, we'll get into that. Cardinals are saying DeAndre Hopkins is staying now. I, I don't know how they convinced them of that, but we'll we'll dive into all those kind of things. We'll look at how the NFC East did as well. We'll hit all that when we get back. Uh, some Sixers updates and some Phillies as well. So don't go anywhere. Derek on Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. Time to talk about pro-action restoration. Yes, if you have a home, you have a business, you go through the pain, the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage. You know how trying that can be, right? I know I went through it. I didn't know what to do. And I called them on a Saturday. They came over to my parents' house, Pro Action Restoration did. They cleaned up the problem. The crew was professional. The price was right. It was a great experience all around. They are licensed, bonded, and fully insured. Pro Action Restoration has been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. They will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. 
Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome back in, everybody. Derek, Barrett, Rob, hanging out with you on this Friday. A uh, lot to talk about, obviously. And the uh, the sporting gods gifted us with a, with a, with some unbelievable content there, Barrett, uh, with <laughs> with both Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. But they also, you know, they also landed two really good players here. Uh, did the Eagles? There's Gunner. He's back. All right. Hi. You're muted. There you that, go. That, that's a fast three minutes, man. It is. It man. is. You gotta be ready to go. Bubba. Man. Gotta be quick. Gotta be quick. Can't lose that. Get a quick twitch. You know that, that's what you need. Uh, I need a lot of bendiness and quick twitch. Uh, that's what <laughs> Ankle bend. Can't be a road grader and get yeah. back in time after that. Um, uh, so, like I said, we will get into um, you, you know the, who won, who lost, at least uh, on paper here through the uh, through the round one, and we'll get into round two. And, you know what to expect and all that. Uh, so a couple things to hit real quick with basketball. The Celtics beat the Hawks last night. Close game for a while, and the Celtics pulled away in the end. Um, so they advanced. They knocked them off in six games. So game one between the Sixers and the Celtics will be Monday at 730. Um, the Sixers haven't beaten Boston in a playoff series since 1982. It's been a long Ooh. time. Ooh. They will have nine days off between games. Uh the and Joel Embiid will have twelve days off. So uh, that one of the things Doc Rivers brought up yesterday is he's worried about how long this layoff has been and, and the rust factor. You know, they like, had yesterday, right? And it's they good were. for Embiid, um, but it's it, it's worrisome for the rest of them not to be in in any kind of real rhythm here. Well, I, I like I said yesterday, I worry if, if it's true what we're hearing, Embiid could be wearing a knee brace the rest of the playoffs. I, that's a concern for me. Because that that limits some of his mobility um, in terms of what he does around the basket on offense in, in particular. I hope it I hope it doesn't come into play. But first of all, I don't like this matchup to begin with. You know, we've talked about this since March. This is the one team I don't want to see the Sixers play in the second round. You know, and lo and behold, here we are. It just got real in the second round for the Sixers team. And here, here's the, the mindset again. Everybody's going to be talking about, can they get past the second round? Can If they don't get past the second round, the bottom's going to drop out. Fire everybody. Rob Ellis is going to be right at the front of the parade. Fire this dude. Fire that dude. Fire, <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be a fire sale if they fail this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they – I'm, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, big. I think this, this, this made things very apparent. To uh, to the Sixers that the Celtics are definitely vulnerable. They're not just gonna go in and just debole them. We have a way better chance of beating them than uh Atlanta did, and yet Atlanta, you know, you know, took them to the limit. Took them to the limit. I mean, I like our chances right now against them. Yeah, yeah. 
There's yeah. nobody they have can stop and be down low. And if he stays down low, mm-hmm. they're goners, man. You know what I'm saying? The Celtics will be goners. Mm-hmm. Everybody will foul out, messing with Embiid. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, it's it, it's really just going to come down to exactly how compromised he is. And if he's not that compromised, it's the best shot they've had, I think, with the team that they have, you know, during his career, uh, because they have the, the you know there's some depth here. They have some some options that they didn't have in years past, and I think they have a little bit more heart than they had in, in the last couple of years with this team. Absolutely, well, they've got to find a way too to free up Maxie and Harden more because Boston is that team that yep. finds a way to neutralize them every time they play. Yeah, with their defense, you've got and B has got to carry this team on his back. Agreed. But he's got to get some significant help from Maxie and Harden in this series and yeah, Tobias for that matter. Yeah, I mean Maxie averages eight points a game in his career against Boston. Boston uh, has his number. Yeah. So, this is coming out party then. Yeah. This I, is coming I, out party. It's, it's going to have to be. So from the department of not a big deal, but, you know, whatever. Did you guys see the video of James Harden in Vegas? No, I didn't. So, He's in Vegas. Uh, huh? He's in Vegas right now. He was. He's not there now. Uh, so according to TMZ, uh, <laughs> James Harden, there's video they obtained from, from uh, 1.25 a.m. last Monday. So if you remember, the Sixers eliminated the uh, Nets on Saturday. So I guess Harden, with a couple of days off, decided he was going to go to Vegas. Um, so th- there's, he's outside of a, a place on the strip. He gets into it a little bit with a dude. He does kind of love taps him, like a little smack. It's, it's not a huge deal. Uh, he's having words with this guy. Uh, according to Las Vegas, Metropolitan Police tells, uh, tells DMZ, uh, officers were not called to the scene saying on Wednesday, we have no incidents involving James Harden reported to Las Vegas, uh, the police. Um, so anyway, a few days to chill. He went back to Philly, uh, which practice resumed on Tuesday. There you have it. So it doesn't seem like a big deal. But no. Let's hope so. It's no. not making the rounds. I'm surprised the guy didn't, didn't sue him. That's usually what they do. Yeah. Yeah. What's my the, back and my neck. My neck uh-huh. and my back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why do players put themselves in that situation? Okay, why would you go to Vegas? Because you got a multitude of people there betting on NBA games. All of a sudden, they see James Hart. Hey, man, you cost me money in this game or that game. You know what? Idiots starts drinking. You know, you see it happen to players all the time. They get some free time. Remember the stuff with Odell Beckham and they were on the boat down in Miami before the the playoff game? And they turned around and got their butts kicked in the playoff game, and everybody went back to that. Yeah, just because you guys were out there partying and not practicing that kind of stuff. And then uh, it, play, players getting the fisticuffs. Players, get, why would you know if you're going to take some time off, go to a nice, quiet place and I go to like the Bahamas somewhere and just chill by yourself. Why do you have to be in the middle of the melee? To places like Miami and Vegas, you're just asking for trouble, man. If, mm-hmm. if you're a well-known figure, entertainer, athlete, you're just asking for trouble because somebody is always going to feel brave enough to come up and try to challenge you. Mm-hmm. I'll be in Miami next week. F1 hey. racing. That's right. Can't wait. Oh, good for you, man. That's Can't great. When are you wait. going? Um, my birthday on on, on uh, I'm going on um on Friday. Oh, nice. All right. Happy, happy soon to be birthday, man. I yeah, can't wait. Man. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, de Mayo. That's right. Oh boy. Okay. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, they got that. And then tonight you got the Kings and Warriors. Uh again, uh Warriors up three two. You got the Grizzlies and the Lakers. Lakers up three two. Oh, let me give you the uh the uh, playoff schedule here for the Sixers and the Celtics. So first game is Monday. 
7.30 tip. That game's in Boston. And then game two is Wednesday, 8 o'clock in Boston. They come back to Philly on Friday, 7.30 start. And then they play Sunday afternoon at 3.30. That's May 7th. Uh, and then uh, if needed, they will play Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. That's May 9th, 11th, and 14th. So mm. basically in every other day, you know, every other day thing. Um, so that's that. Uh, beyond that, we got a couple other playoff series uh, getting ready to, to get underway on Saturday. You have the Suns and the Nuggets. Sunday, uh, we don't know to be determined if the Lakers and the, and the Grizz will play, if Golden State and Sacramento will play. We do know for sure that Miami uh, and the Knicks will play in the uh, the Eastern Conference semifinals. That'll be a one o'clock start. So that much we do know. Uh, I said if if my, if Golden State found a way to win just one game on the road, it's over. This series is over. Much as I like Sacramento because they're the new kids on the block. That series, I don't think it's going back to Sacramento for a game seven. I yeah. really don't. Yeah. Golden State had to find a way to win just one game on the road, and they did it. And now Sacramento, you had a great season, but I think it's over. Mm-hmm. I do. I, just <laughs> I agree with it's you. Over. I think that loss the other night was gigantic at yes. Sacramento. And, and considering especially how bad Golden State had been on the road. Yes. Uh, makes it all that more you know, impressive that they were able to get a win there. Um, all right. So uh, some Phillies real quick, and then we'll, we'll get back to something we were talking about a little bit earlier with Will Levis. So the Phillies beat the Mariners yesterday, one, nothing. They took the series. Uh, they took two out of three in the series. They're for the first time all year, guys, since they were zero and zero, they're 13 and 13, they're 500. Yep. Yep. Um, and by the way, uh, Taiwan Walker is thought to be okay. He left the game on Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, with some arm tightness, so it look, looks like he's going to be okay. They've won three straight series. Uh, Matt Strom continues to pitch well. He went five in the third, two hits, no runs allowed, five strikeouts, no walks, only 60 pitches. Uh, Thompson wanted to get him out of there because it was the third time around in the order that he's going to be facing these guys, so he took him out. And you know, Fortunately, the bullpen did a good job. Uh, Nick Castellanos keeps playing great. He... Uh, it was, it, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he did a great job. He got ahead. He was on first. He took off to, to steal second, and it was a, a hit to the outfield. He kept going and, in fact, scored from first base on a hit to the outfield. It was just great hustle. Mm. He looks like a totally different player this year, um, and that held up to be the lone run of the game. So uh, Cody Clemens got the hit. How so about it? That game only took two hours and four minutes. Yes. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, um, yes. We I had to do an extra show because of it. Yeah, we got up. I watched you, as a matter of fact. We got up <laughs> to our our rooms and from from when we finished sports take. And I, I'm like, oh, let me catch the end of the Phillies. And this is like 320, 330, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Over. Like, wow. Yeah, it was fast. So I turned around, we weren't supposed to have a show. I mean, at least two hours and 30 minutes, at least. You know what I'm saying? But we ended up having to do an extra show mm. because of that game went yeah, so Yeah, you did fast. a lot. You did one, and then Ray was on with you. I was getting confused yeah. of what was what at that point. <laughs> what was happening? Um, all right, so one of the theories why Will Levis fell is because of a toe injury. They're claiming he's got it. There, there are, there are, there were medical red flags on him from some teams. At least this is what the speculation is that uh, he's got a, a bad toe. Some think it's fine. Some think he can play through it this year, but might need surgery at some point, And that turns some teams off. One of the reasons at least. What? If, if there's a possibility he needed surgery, 
why would you have had second, third, fourth opinions way before now? Um, and especially if teams knew this, why would you have not had the surgery right now instead of trying to play through your rookie year? And first of all, there weren't many teams that were going to draft him that were going to play. I don't think there was any team that would have drafted him and were going to play him right away. So it's not like you couldn't have had this toe surgery, which would have expedited your, your healing process, which would have made you more accessible and healthier. This season, if a team that drafted you, I said, you know what? At the midway point of the season, he's ready. Let's go with him. Why would you not take care of this sooner rather than later? Right, right. Again, but but here's the problem. I don't know what's what. You know, I don't know what's real, what isn't real. We we were being told he was rocketing up the uh the you know the 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 draft lists, and he doesn't even go in the first round. So there there's there's a lot of BS. You know, there's a lot of stuff. So I wonder wonder if he'll sit there tonight. Also, I wouldn't be shocked. If I'm him, I'm back. I'm home. I'm at my parents' house or something. And there's no cameras there. So he said in October, Green had uh, a game against Ole Miss. He suffered a turf toe injury, and it sidelined him for a little bit for one regular season game. Um, and it's still the same turf toe. Yeah, Jeez. and that's a that's a tough injury. It's not a yeah, but you can play through it. I don't know about a quarterback. I know offensive line. We play we play through it. Uh, they just put like a, a metal plate in our shoes to keep our you know shoe from bending. Yeah, and you yeah. can play. Um, I don't know about a quarterback. You know, I don't know how it's involved with the throwing motion. I know you use your lower body when throwing the ball, but a turf toe, you could have got that taken care of, man. Yep. Should have been had that taken care of. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what, what what if that's we're you know, look, the maybe teams just didn't believe in him that much. You know, I uh the one I'm I'm gonna be interested in is Hendon Hooker and and where he ends up going because I think he's mm-hmm. gonna be good. I think he needs a little bit of time and he's coming off a pretty serious injury, but I'm I'm gonna see interested to see where he ends up. Um I think he's a good player, but yeah, Levis was the guy. Was there anybody else that, that really? I, I mean, we talked about Joey Porter and some of those guys, but like, was there any other real shockers to you guys? How uh, low Gonzalez dropped in a draft? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And well, for me, it was Detroit moving up to take the running back at twelve. Yeah, that was that was kind of. I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, Jameer Gibbs out of Bama uh, goes twelve to Detroit. Yeah, Christian Gonzalez fell all the way to seventeen. That's crazy. That's real. It's really hard to believe. I mean, you had Emmanuel Forbes went right before him at sixteen, uh, and and then uh, Witherspoon went fifth to the Seahawks. You see, had two guys go ahead of him, where most mocks had him projected as first. Yep, and then. Uh, Seth pointed this out. It, it, it was just weird patterns in this thing. You had four straight receivers. Yep. You had uh, Smith and Jigba goes to Seattle. Johnson goes to the Chargers, the kid out of TCU. That's a good pickup for him, too. Yeah. That's an A1 pickup for them because they, they needed a receiver uh, in the worst way. Yeah. Williams went out. Um, Keenan Allen. They're, those Keenan guys are older. They're a little banged yeah. up. Yeah. They really play. Keenan Allen is only 30 years old. I'm like, I know. How is he only 30 years I old? Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It is weird. Uh Zay Flowers uh w- was a was a nice move by the Ravens. Uh, nice move by. Yeah, 23. And then Jordan Addison out of USC goes to the Vikings at 24. Vikings looking to fill that void from from uh Thielen. So yeah, I mean there was a there was a real run uh on receivers there. It was but that's that's the lowest I can remember a receiver not going until 20. Mm-hmm. 
in a really long time. Yes, definitely. I was surprised also that um, Lucas Van Ness dropped the 13. Packers, yeah. Dropped. I, I was surprised they took him that high, but that's a typical Packers move right there. All the players <laughs> they could have taken, they take this dude. I'm sitting there going, no wonder your team is on the brink of sucking. You keep making <laughs> draft picks like this. All the wide receivers, they had four wide receivers they could have picked from to give this young kid Jordan Love some help. And you take this dude who couldn't even start at Iowa. Iowa ain't Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU. It's Iowa. He couldn't even start his senior year at Iowa, and you take this clown. And everybody no, was like, don't get me started. Don't get me started. You know, everybody's talking about the kid. Uh, oh, it just is a rite of passage. We don't play our guys until their senior year. Yeah, okay. I'm like, no, if you can play, they're going to get you on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that, I, that made, he snuck his way into the first round. Felix. My boy from Kansas State, Felix. Yeah, very. He, he yeah. Made, that was the Chiefs pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To me, that was I was shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Well, he stays home. They got rid of Frank Clark, so they needed a DN, and mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Yeah, he was. So. I'm just glad I don't have to pronounce his name every day. Oh <laughs> right. man, yeah, that's but a name. Another thing is, I'm surprised how low Nolan Smith dropped. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly. Because I mean, you start wondering what's going on. Is there something else we don't know? Right. It's not character. It's not that. Uh, By all accounts, he's like beloved. Um, But is there something else? Is there? Well, he tore his pec. He only played eight games last year. But I haven't heard anything that that's going to be an issue. Um, Right. Because that was that happened long ago. But it's just simply they don't feel like he's going to be able to hold. Like a lot of the scouting reports I read said you wouldn't believe this guy's toughness and how hard he plays. But can his body hold up to the beating that you take in that league? That's going to be the same thing that they're going to be saying with um, with Kobe Dean. Exact yeah. same thing. Can his body hold up to the day to day? Having guys as big as me, you know, pound on you—that's that's a lot of pounding, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't think Miles Murphy would be on the board at twenty-eight. I didn't think he would sit there that long. That's that, that's also yeah. That's a good yeah. one, Derek. He dropped yeah. too, you know. So that's I mean. And uh, I, I'm surprised that the the Bucks didn't pick up um, Will Levis. I'm really surprised. Mm. I mean, they don't have really a quarterback right now. Well, I get. You know what I'm I'm wondering. I'm going to pull up the second round now. Um, let's see who could be a candidate for him. All right. Okay. All right, so second round goes <clears throat> Steelers, Cardinals. You know where uh, might be a landing spot? The third pick in the second round is the Lions. If they don't feel like they're going to be able to re-sign Goff or potentially choose not to, is that possible? Um, Let me give you one more. Fifth overall, Rams. Uh, that, that's you know, a good, good Stafford's that's, pretty beat up and getting older. Right, right, right. I can see them, but see, I can see the Rams picking up somebody like Hendon Hooker. Okay, I'll go one. I'll go one more right after the Rams. Seattle picks. You know, Gino. I know they just resigned him, but he's you know he's not young necessarily. Right, right, right. And then you go down one more with the Raiders. Raiders, Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G's Mm -hmm. not uh, getting any older, uh, any younger. Um, Man, you get past that. I don't. Carolina's not. I don't – New Orleans just with signed car. Maybe Tennessee? Mm, yeah, yeah. That's definitely Tennessee. a possibility. That's a po- definitely a possibility. Yeah, because yeah. they were rumored to, to maybe be trying to get up 
in, you know, in the first round, potentially. And don't don't and overlook uh, don't overlook the Packers because they need a backup. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just looking at um. Okay, the Titans went Skaronsky in the first round. Okay, I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out what they may. Be. I think the Titans. That's very likely a ten. Yep. You know, for him. Um, but yeah, I mean that's uh, that's the that's the order there uh, of what that thing's looking like. That's for sure. All right, let's uh, let's get a timeout. We'll go into surprises who who did well, who didn't do well, and we'll look specifically at the NFC East. We'll look at the Cowboys. We'll look at Washington, and we'll look at the Giants how they did in the draft. Uh, so we'll dig into all those kind of things uh, when we come back. So don't go anywhere. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We're, uh, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you right now about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, pretty good weather right now. It's a good time to get your trees evaluated before the summer hits with the winds and the rain and everything else that comes along with that. Uh, if you're looking for a sampling of their work or more information, you go to their Facebook or Instagram page. You give them a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. 
Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. We are back uh, hanging out with you on this day. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Appreciate you guys hanging with us as we roll into our number three. Let's hit that like button if we could, friends. We do appreciate it. Um, all right, so let's um, – Barrett, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it with you on this one. Um, tell, excluding the Eagles here, I think we're all thrilled with what their, their haul was, what their takeaway was for the, for the first night. But who stood out to you? positive way we'll start positives then we'll, then we'll look at some teams that we didn't quite understand the direction that they uh they ended up going whose draft did you like barrett overall of course i like the titans i think the titans did an extraordinary job putting their uh putting their head coach in a great position he got uh two of the best players in the draft Texan. Texan, I mean, Texans, 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 yeah, yeah Texans. Yeah. he um he got two of the best players in the draft cj stroud he's gonna you know tie his wagon to cj stroud and uh, he's going to tie his defense of wagon to Will Anderson Jr. So I thought they made the biggest mark. Like right now, it's 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 the Titans, uh, the Texans, I mean, the Texans and the Eagles are, are, are at the same level mm. as far as, you know, really, really helping themselves on the, on the, um, I didn't think that the, I didn't think that at this point, the Lions really treated themselves, put themselves in a position. They just brought in Montgomery. They already have Swift. Why would you bring in and draft him that early, a running back? I mean, yes, he's one of the gifted ones. You can put him almost at receiver. But really, I mean, drafting him number 12, I didn't understand that. Uh, I thought the Steelers did all right with getting Broderick Jones. They need to shore up their offensive line. Mm. And um, I think um, – I think the Minnesota did themselves pretty good also going out and get um, Addison. That's a good pick for them. Yep. You know, be somebody opposite their great uh, wide receiver now. I think that's a great addition for them. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Derek, how about you? Who'd you like? I like I like what Seattle did. They, as they continue to rebuild their defense, they go out and get Devin Witherspoon. And then they turn around and they draft uh, the, the wide receiver um, out of Ohio State. Yeah, it's um, as, as you look at look at look at the pass catching that Seattle already has, and they add this dude to the mix also. I mean, Geno Smith led the entire league in completion percentage near seventy percent of his passes, and now you add him to the equation as well. They got a nice running game, got a nice offensive line. They shored up one of the corner spots. One thing about Seattle back in the day when they were the Legion of Boom, they made they put a lot of emphasis on the back end of that secondary. You know, they brought Bobby Wagner back in free agency. He is the heart and soul of that defense. Now they're starting to build. They, they spent money in the offseason to, to bring in some players. Now they drafted a fresh young talent on that corner. And I do like Minnesota. Minnesota was also at the top of my list. They lose Adam Thielen. 
they go out and get the kid from USC to uh, compliment Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison. Yeah, so both of those both of those uh, teams. Houston's an obvious one, so I didn't want to go Houston, but Houston Houston was a slam dunk uh, last night in terms of what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those two other teams, I thought, were up there in terms of wh- how how they control their destination in the first round last night. I, I like what the Chargers did also. Them going the out Chargers, and Quentin, oh, Quentin Johnson. Quentin yeah, yeah. Uh, they needed another yeah. wide receiver in the worst way. Um, I think that uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about Dallas, man. Mazzy Smith. Yeah, D-tackle out of Michigan. Yes, he can stop the run, but I think they need to pass rushes more than anything. Yeah. Somebody yeah. needed a tight end, too. I, they definitely did a tight end. And and that's a great, great pickup for uh for, for the Buffaloes getting Dalton Kincaid. Great pickup for him. Yeah, I you love know. that. You mean team him up with Dawson Knox? Oh, man. Except for that, it's 12 personnel. You can run the ball. You can pass the ball. Using You'll, you'll be able to use your strength as far as um, RPOs because of, because of um, Kincaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, I mean to, that's a good pickup for him. A really good pickup for him. Um, let me see. Who else is it? Clemson. I, I think it's Miles Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. Who, who's that? Yeah. Clemson's, uh, Clemson's Miles Um. Miles Murphy, you know, he goes to Cincinnati, and that's a great pickup for them. Yeah. They got yeah. they have pass rushers on the outside. Now they have a guy on the inside and go up and make some things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good move. Uh, I, I think, you know, Pittsburgh gets Broderick Jones at 14, and then they have the first pick in the second round. They could they could help themselves big time on both sides of the ball. They grab Joe Porter there. If you come out of that with Porter and Broderick Jones at 14 and 32, not bad. That's a great draft for them. Yeah. I think they're high on them also. That's a good. I, I like what Tampa did when they picked up uh, uh, Cansey, you know, Kalijah Cansey, the DN yeah. out of pit. You know, that's that's a typical Tampa Bay pick right there. Get you some, get you some, some, some bodies in the trenches so we can attack. And you know, that kid's a pretty good, good ball player. Yeah, Cansey's, um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's supposed to be the next. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Donald. Yeah, coming out yeah. of pit. Yeah. We'll see about that, but you know that that's lofty <laughs> expectations. But he's a good player, and I'm not surprised Tampa went defense. They do need help on offense, especially the offensive line. But that's a good pickup for them at that spot at number 19. I, I like the Patriots getting Gonzalez at 17. That's a great pickup for them too. Yes, it's a great you, value. And you know what? Say what you want to say about New England's offense, but their defense is always a sound defense. That kid will grow in a good way in that Patriots defensive scheme, Belichick yep. scheme, that kid might be a pro bowler within by the time he's in the third year of his, his, his existence, if not mm-hmm. sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but I, look, I'll, I'll go back to the well here with the, uh, with the Texans, you know, to get Stroud and then to their credit, be aggressive enough to get up there and get Anderson. I think you get difference makers on both sides. You get the quarterback, which is obvious. Um, and, and, and all the Stroud stuff that he wasn't going second was all turns out to be all smoke. I, I, I hope, you know, I hope we all remember this next year. Like there's just so much BS that's put out there just to throw people off the path and the scent, uh, you know, a lot of times, but anyway, they get Stroud there too. And then followed up with Will Anderson, who, you know, is a guy who will absolutely get after the quarterback. I think he'll be a perfect fit for what Houston wants to do. And you, and you got to mm-hmm. imagine like D'Amico Ryans was just drooling. Oh, we're right. trying to get, you know, a, a defensive player like that who went to Alabama, too. That's a nice fit for them right there. 
with both of those guys. No question. Oh, there's no question about that. Yeah, two, uh, yeah, two, two, two. Um, they virtually got two of the, the the pillars of building the organization in one draft. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pass rusher on one side, quarterback on the other side. Um, so that's where right, they well, build a foundation. Well, let's let's look at the NFC East. Uh, let, well, let's start with Dallas. Mazzy Smith, uh, who's they, they ended up taking 27th uh, defensive tackle out of Michigan. Big dude, 6'3", 323. Uh, really good run defender. Arguably the, the the strongest pure just run defender in the league. He does clog up the middle. He'll make plays in the in the tackle box. Uh, violent hands, short area quickness. Uh, needs to learn to tie his hands to his feet. Yeah. Lacks a closing burst. Um, what do you like? What do you dislike about him, Barrett? That's like you said. He's a run stopper. You're not gonna be able to run the ball him. He's he 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 holds up the double team very very well. He doesn't get moved out of the place. And he's quick enough, you know, he can give you a little pressure. He can collapse a pocket, you know, versus a one-on-one block. But they just get him just to, you know, be that force right there in the middle and just stop everything. He can play off blocks well, shed um, offensive alignment, and get up the field to make some plays. So, you know, he's not that, you know, he's not that threat as far as being a pass rusher, though. But he can definitely uh, move the crowd in the middle of that defense. Yeah. Well, let's go Giants here. Um, and, and we did touch on it in, in passing here, but let's circle back. Deontay Banks, corner out of Maryland, six foot, 197. He is a, a physical guy. He's a press zone corner. Uh, a lot of fluidity, a lot of speed. Um, can turn and run with any receiver. Uh, he's not a, a pure technician. He's He has uh, extremely quick feet and lateral agility. He's, you know, good size, good size. And he's aggressive, um, but there's there's some, you know, some skill set issues that, that people may look at and not love necessarily. He's what you call a zone corner. Mm-hmm. He read and reacts very, very well. Mm-hmm. You set him back and uh, like in cover two, when he'll read and diagnose where they're trying to go, he'll he'll figure out what you're trying to do to him. Like if you want to run comeback routes on him, he'll sit down on the comeback routes. He also understands route combinations very, very well. Um I like him though, you know, even though he's not as fast as you would think coming out of Maryland. Maryland, you think all speed, you know what I'm saying? Everybody comes out of Maryland is fast. He's not a burner, but he is talented as far as understanding where he fits in the defense. He's a perfect Wink Martindale type player in terms of being able to stay with the receiver just long enough so his pass rushes, blitz schemes can get to a quarterback or disrupt a quarterback. He just want he wants the corners who can play press, who can play back, but yet react quick enough to allow that quarterback to pat that ball just an extra second to see if his guys can get home. He's get, his defensive scheme is predicated on the blitzing from all angles, trying to catch a quarterback not looking, and and, and then hopefully to force the back to help the back end of the defense make plays in terms of generating more turnovers. Yep. You know, this is a guy he's he's got some learning to do, but man, his his potential is unlimited. Okay, um, let's go Washington here. Um, the, the Emmanuel Forbes is, is a very interesting prospect. Yes, very skinny. He he's six one, a buck sixty six. But 
Bro, to look at his calves, man. He, he doesn't look like he's out there. But hey. I, I I thought I was looking in the mirror. When I <laughs> he got legs like Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. He's got the what we we call the toothpicks, like I <laughs> right, right. But he's he's physical though. Be so skinny, he's physical. Yeah, he can run with receiving. He's a bump and run type of guy. He can play bump and run. Play. He can play um man to man, but he can also play offense, play zone. Yeah, he's small, but don't get him don't get him messed up. Now he'll put his head, he'll stick his head in there and play you. He's got a real nose for the ball. He had 14 interceptions over mm. his three college seasons, so oh, he is not yeah. afraid. Yeah, you know, he welcomes a challenge. Uh, you know, I've seen a couple pick sixes. Like he, this dude has a lot of dog in him. You know, he won't be out muscling the likes of AJ Brown and 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 DK Metcalf. Right, he'll, he'll give it his best. Yeah. He's, he's a junkyard <laughs> dog. He'll give it his best. 166 pounds, soaking wet. He'll battle you tooth and nail. He'll probably he'll probably end up with a lot, a lot of pass interference calls until he gets better technique wise. Yeah, but ability is lack of ability is not a problem with this kid. Yeah, cat he's quick, quick man. Cat he's, quick too. He's good in man. He's much better in man than he yeah. is zone for whatever it's worth. Um, he allowed thirty two percent completion rate in man coverage versus fifty in zone. So mm. the only problem with that is the Commanders play a lot of zone coverage. So yeah. you know we'll see how he transitions. I. That part's going to be interesting. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. But they they didn't take the ball away. They were the bottom five last night last year. Washington was in terms of interceptions. So they that's an area they got to get better at. That's a, they definitely got to get better at that. But I mean, Forbes is a good pickup for him. He was my he was like my top four one of the top four cornerbacks in that in that draft. You know, as far as his ability to be a cover guy, he is definitely a cover guy. He's not going to support in the run. I mean, he doesn't have, he doesn't have enough ass to go up there and support run. He'll try. He'll stick his head in there. You know what I'm saying? But he might get messed up a little bit. Yeah, there might, he might have to understand that there's some business decisions that have to be made at the next level. Right. You, you probably <laughs> didn't make in college, but that, you know, that'll be for sure. You know, the one we didn't get into really, well, we touched on it a little bit, but uh, this is away from the NFC East, but Dalton Kincaid uh, mm. falling as far as he fell to Buffalo. I, I don't understand both either one of the, the tight ends. I, I don't get it. I don't know how Michael Mayer falls to the second. I don't either. Right. I really right. don't. You know, I, I like someone's getting an, a flat out steal. Like Mayer's a plug in right now guy. He's mm-hmm. great athlete, great size, like six five, isn't he? Two fifty. Yeah. Great hands. Run, great hands. Hands like a receiver. Runs great routes. Catches most 50 50 balls. Barry, he's six five, two fifty. Right. <laughs> I, I don't I don't get it. And he's a great route runner. And, and he can it, run like a deer. You know, yeah. he runs like a receiver. They lined him up in a slot a lot of the times and had him run like he was a wide receiver. And he had no problem with doing this transitions in and out of breaks is is, is great. You know, he is it. he is a really, really good uh tight end. Really yeah. good tight end. Excellent blocker too. Uh the other one to, to watch out for from a tight end standpoint is Luke Musgrave, uh the kid out of Oregon State. He's a good player too. So he's yep. there. Uh, you get Joey Porter Jr. We're kind of jumping around here, but Brian Branch is still there. We mentioned uh, uh, Steve Avila. Brian, yeah, Brian Branch. He he's more the CJ GJ type of safety. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's not a box safety. He's not a single high safety. He's like that hybrid guy that you use when you um, when you put your corners and and, and safeties in a lot of man to man. You don't have a problem with putting him one on one against a slot receiver. He can right. play the slot position but he can also play the safety position. What makes him better than CJGJ at this point, uh, you take CJGJ this year, 
and 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 branch this year, I think you get more of a a, a safety s type of understanding run fits better with branch. He understands where his fit is in the defense. CJJJ was just starting to learn that. It's that he didn't really get a grasp on it until like midway through the season. But once he got it, he was that dude. But at first, he was there was a lot of times where he was supposed to plug a gap, and they would run straight through the gap because he wasn't there. No, it makes sense. I'll, I'll let me throw a couple other names at you guys who are still uh, folks who are still around uh, that could potentially be you know high picks here. We we, we talked about Kaylee Ringo. We talked about Jalen Hyatt, the receiver out of Tennessee. Yep. Uh, BJ Ojolari is another one uh, who a lot of people had a first round grade on. Absolutely. Uh, you know, outside linebacker, edge guy from from LSU. His brother plays in the league as well. He he's one to keep your eye on. You know, still sitting there. Uh, another yep. guy, Barrett uh, Julius Brents. Julius Brents. Yeah, the Kansas State kid. He's corner. Uh, oh. He, whoa, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Julius uh, Brents. I think he goes high in the second round too. Yeah, no, it's gonna I be. Think it's he goes gonna high be in the second round. There's a, he there's was a, a lot he was of first round talent. He was supposed to go mid to late mm-hmm. first. He was a first round talent, but um, I don't know, man. I mean, he's a he's 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 somebody, man. Is he's a bigger corner too, a bigger corner. I like his style. I like his play. Um, he was he was a transfer. Yeah, he's six three, two hundred pounds. Bigger corner, yeah, yeah. So, but he didn't play. He didn't. He didn't play that. He didn't play that physical brand that I wanted him to play. Even though he's a bigger guy, you know what I'm saying? Like I've yeah. seen him run in to, to make a tackle and just fly in there and, and 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 not really use any technique, trying to cut a guy's legs up from underneath him instead of you know reaching up, going up and reaching around him and, and, and grabbing him and tackling him that way. But as far as coverage skill, he's 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 a pretty good cover guy. All right. Well, so let's talk about what what, what direction we think the Eagles should go here um, at, with the mm. second and third round positionally. It, are they just in best available mode now, uh, or should they look at safety? Should they look at at linebacker? I don't mean edge. I'm talking just you know traditional, more traditional sort of linebacker. Uh, is this where you start looking at your third? Well, I know they signed Zacchaeus, but do you look at a, a wide receiver potentially here? Or mm. offensive line depth. Where should where should they be looking here? See to me, this is the round where they go offensive go offensive line to add depth there and see if they can find a young diamond in a rough to, to plug in the guard play or create more competition at the guard play. This is a prime prime position for this team to do that. Um linebacker, let's face it. The fact that they went out and got Nolan Smith is, is somewhat shocking considering how they neglect that position, whether he's going to play edge or linebacker. Um, but but I think this is Stout, where Stoutland University comes into play to cross-train somebody to be a guard yes. center, guard tackle, whatever the case may be. So I think they're leaning – I'm going to say they're leaning towards offensive line in round two or three. Well, hey, Rob, perfect perfect guy. You know, guy you talked about who you like from Florida – Osiris Torrance. Yep. He would be great at that position. Or you you and D Gun were talking about him. Yeah, I mentioned him a little while ago. That's yeah, the kid. He's, he's, he's a natural guard. And yeah. he do he's a road grader too, man. He yes. don't give up much ground. Great size, speed, quickness. He's a mauler too. So he he's a good guy you could look in there. Um, I would also look at Sanders, you know. Sanders is a guy that uh, that um I feel so like he can come in and compete and, and probably Win a starting linebacker position. Mm. 
Drew Sanders is six foot five, like two forty five, can run, can cover. I think he had like two interceptions last year. Former, he's a former um, Crimson Tide guy. He's a former Alabama guy. Yeah, transferred from Bama. Yeah, was not getting enough playing time. Yeah, right. And went to Arkansas and tore it up. Yep. Can play. You know, I think he had like nine sacks or something like that, or seven sacks. He can play, man. He can definitely play. He's he's on my wish list in the second round. He's a guy that I really want to pick up in the second round. Mm. Um, if not him, um, I guess I'll go with um, Antonio Johnson, safety from Texas A&M. Okay. Six foot three, 200 pounds. He's probably, he's probably a guy that you can get later in the, in the second round. So I think a lot of those, uh, like Branch and those guys will get – I mean, Brown and those guys from uh, from from Syracuse will actually get drafted the early part of the second round. You know, you're going to see a run on safeties right now. You know what I'm saying? To start of the second, you'll see the run on safeties. You'll see the run on um, on the rest of the cornerbacks. And then you also want to see a run on uh, running backs. Mm-hmm. How do you see um, playing time being distributed? at defensive tackle. You have Fletcher Cox, you have Jordan Davis, you have Milton Williams. You now add Jalen Carter to the mix. You have others as well, but how do you see playing time being allotted? Isn't, isn't this a a wonderful problem? problem. Yeah. These these are first world problems. Yeah. I mean, mean, right now they're, they've actually penciled in Jalen Carter as the starter. When you look at our lads, they, they, they put Jalen Carter and jumped him in front of Jordan Davis. Hmm. How about that? See, I think Davis is still going to be like this 30, 35% snap guy. Yep. And I think Carter's going to be well well above 50. I think yeah, he's going to be like 50. 50. Yep. Yeah. You know, Fletcher Cox played like 65% of the snaps. I think it'll reduce his role a little bit to keep his legs fresher. Not too much, but I think, it, I think Fletcher will be around a 55, 60 range um, to make way to get a, more of a rotation in Milton Williams deserves a little bit more playing time. He played well yep. last season. You know, he could be a consistent 40, 45% snap guy as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's a, a, it's a nice problem to have, isn't it? It is. It very much. Oh, goodness. Yep. Um, something we didn't get to yet. And this happened yesterday before the draft. So it got, at least from an Eagle standpoint, got kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit here, but uh, Lamar Jackson finally signed his deal, guys. Um, so he got five years, two hundred and sixty million, one hundred and eighty-five million guaranteed. So his AAV annual average, you know, value is fifty-two million a year. So a lot of this, you know, go just surpassed Jalen Hurts. But Jalen, thank was, you, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Jalen was five years, two hundred and fifty-five million compared to the two sixty. He got one hundred and seventy-nine guaranteed compared to the one eighty-five. Um, and in his Jalen makes 51 per year compared to Lamar 52 per year. So, um, you know, they finally got it done. It had been contentious. It it had not been a great situation for them. Um, but he's in tow now and, you know, they smartly went out and got him Zay flowers as well yesterday. But what do we think of this? How much of this was spurred by Lamar, by, by Jalen getting his deal done? Oh, exactly what it is. Oh, the numbers are almost exact. (laughs) I mean, it, and it just gives the owners got what they wanted, and that's not to have total guaranteed contracts, but it's it's enough contract, uh, it's enough in the you know in the guaranteed money to make those quarterbacks happy. 
$52 million a year, bro. Yeah. But I wonder how his cap numbers are going to be because the Eagles, they asked Howard Roseman. I mean, uh, they asked um, the owner, like, look, if we give him $110 million signing bonus, that means our cap number will be around six. Now, you have to trust. You have to trust your management. You have to trust your GM that you writing that check is, is going to be okay and he'll reap the benefits of those dividends on the playing field from Jalen Hurts. I don't know if his sign up, I don't know what um, his sign, what was his sign up bonus? Who's? Um, uh, uh, what's his Lamar? name? Uh, Jackson. Lamar Jackson. What was his sign up bonus? See, I can find it. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, this is a big difference between, you know, I, 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 I kind of figured that, uh, Lamar is going to sign pretty soon because even at $32 million, he's underpaid. Yeah, he's underpaid, number one. Number two, there's no money coming in right now uh, to Lamar until the season starts. You know what I'm saying? He needs a little more of that cheese. Well, <laughs> he's got to finish the season, too. Right, right. Um, all right, let's see. I, I'm, I'm trying to see if the, I, I I can get a – I got all the other numbers, but the – all right, so – 260 million, five years. The contract Jackson agreed to includes 185 of guaranteed. We know that 52 per year. Um, I don't see the, I don't see a, a signing bonus anywhere. I don't see, see that's, that's where I want to know what the number is because that'll give you an accurate uh, number on what do you think he's going to be making? Well, how much he's going to count against the cap? Like, I don't know how Baltimore – this deal doesn't, you know, play out similarly to Jalen's. It's got to, right, where you can do the signing bonus thing up front and not get killed on the cap. Like, if the Eagles have those low cap hits for the first four years and Baltimore doesn't, what does that say about Baltimore? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, it'll say the same thing that we're saying about the Giants, who didn't do that, and now their cap hits are like $30 million for the next four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it 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 it's gonna it's gonna kill them when it comes to them renegotiating, yeah. Uh, with their free agents or bringing in free agents or trying to sign their guys because the quarterback is making so much money, and they they didn't get any relief as far as the cap hit because they signed for so much. Yeah. Hey, let me let me throw this at you regarding Jalen Carter. So, um, this is coming from Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. Uh, when it comes to defensive tackle Jalen Carter, the word making the rounds before the draft was that the Georgia coaches did not have nice things to say. Uh, in quotes, or uh, in, in parentheses, he says, we specifically decided not to mention any of that until after he was picked so as to not participate in the pre-draft effort to get guys to fall. To fall. Uh, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network hinted uh, at that last night after Carter became the ninth overall pick in the draft. We've heard it more bluntly and strongly. Members of the Georgia coaching staff are not Jalen Carter fans, and they weren't bashful about saying so. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, so this goes beyond the car wreck and, and and you know some of the other stuff that we've heard. But, uh, yeah, so when, when your own coaching staff is not you know singing your praises or giving you a lot of love – you know, that's a little, it's a little troubling. It's a little troubling because that, that's something like, I, I don't know exactly what entails the way that they go about this and, and, and vet, but I would think a lot of it has to do with legal stuff and some stuff off the field, but how much discussion is had with the coaches, 
to find out practice habits, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. That That's a little worrying, worry, worrisome for me. Well, this is the perfect locker room for him to come into. Uh, they're not going to have, they're going to, they're not having that, you know, it's, and then when you, once you reach a certain level in college, some guys don't feel that, you know, yeah, they didn't even need to be in the college. rules apply to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, right. like they, they're, you know, they're, they're above the law above what everybody else is doing. Like, you know, everybody's supposed to be working out. He might not want to go work out. So he doesn't go work. He works out what he wants to work out. I've seen people be those type of prima donnas and it doesn't help you in the long run. It doesn't help you at all. You know, so um, it's kind of respectful for the Georgia um, coaching staff to not say anything and try to dictate where he's going. Cause if, if we wouldn't even have to trade for that fourth rounder last year, if this stuff would have came out, right. He'd have just dropped seriously. <laughs> he'd have really yeah. dropped, but believe this though. Dom, Dom from the there you Eagles. go. Dom probably pulled him aside while he was at those workouts and stuff and be like, Hey, man, if we draft you, we're not having none of that BS, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All this right here being out of shape. He probably told mm-hmm. him just like all this being out of shape. You know, you're not working out when you're supposed to work out. All that stuff. We draft you. That stops right here. We're no, he didn't tell him like that. I guarantee you there were three or four F bombs in there. <laughs> right. I guarantee you. I will put my my home up as collateral. I guarantee you there were three or four F-bombs in there. And he, he probably put it just like that, too. Yeah. I mean, he's going to keep it real, man. And, and and Dom holds a lot of water in that or Eagles organization. They really trust Dom to be the guy to make sure that they're bringing in somebody that, that represents the Eagles in, in the right way. And he takes the job very serious. Yeah, yeah. No very serious. That. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get a timeout. We'll come back. We'll uh, kind of revisit everything that we've discussed today thus far uh, regarding the Eagles draft and what they did at number 10 and number 30, what they could potentially do tonight as well. Uh, they have two picks as of right now. We'll see if there's any kind of movement, but that's uh, kind of where things are right now. We'll do some birthdays. We'll do some movies. Got all kinds of stuff in store for you, so don't go anywhere. We do appreciate it. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you right now about Razor Technology. Because the future of work is not remote or in person, it's a hybrid model. In facing this new reality, businesses must reimagine their workplaces to align with preferences and needs of modern employees. Razor Technology helps businesses create a workplace that gives their teams flexibility in choosing how and where they put in their hours. Online platforms for communication and collaboration, combined with secure, adaptable mobile devices, that are enabling hybrid meeting experiences that are nearly on par with in-person events so everyone can feel they're part of the conversation. Employees with strong social connections with their team report better well-being, higher productivity, and stronger retention rates. Razor Technology helps growing organizations adapt to hybrid environments with industry-leading digital tools and insightful guidance that promotes efficiency and workplace satisfaction. Learn more by calling 866 877-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com.
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Final segment of the show. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. What's up there? Now, just looking at this video that my oldest daughter sent me and my 19-month-old granddaughter, who's 19 going on 12. <laughs> she is a she is a trip, man. And she already knows she runs the show. She walks in the room, she runs the show, runs the boys, runs her parents, runs all four grandparents, and she knows it. And her, her vocabulary is so clear. It's ridiculous how clear her vocabulary is for 19 months old and what she, what she retains when she hears it. And we just sit there. We just laugh at everything she does. And she would tell you when she's going to do something and when she's not going to do it. And even if you punish her, you're on timeout. She sits there and looks at you like this. You're in trouble. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> and she has me and my son-in-law, Josh's dad, around not just her pinky, but her entire hand. And she knows it. Yeah. I love it. Hey, did you see um did you see the video last night of when Lucas Van Ness got drafted? Don't mention that name to me. No. Did you see like it was I don't know if it was a relative or his buddy who kind of like jumped on him and they were like somebody like grabbed him from behind yes. and threw him off Lucas Van yeah. Ness. Yeah, yeah. It was like, dude, what? could you could you ruin somebody's moment more? Is that possible, you knucklehead? He 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 looked at you may have may have had a few. He, he was he was uh it was pretty funny. It was, oh, kind of, if you, yeah. 
Yeah, you got to look at it. It's the kind of stuff like you do with your buddies. You, you know what I mean? But it was yeah. like, this stuff's on national TV forever. Like, if he turns out to be a great player or a bust or whatever, you know, it's one of those moments that just kind of lives in, in infamy now. Infamy, yeah. He, he was, you know, there to jump on. <laughs> but it was, uh, I, I found it pretty funny. I mean, I, it, obviously, the, the, the lasting image that we're going to have from last night is, unfortunately, Will Levis, you know, sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. But it was... The Van Ness thing was pretty funny for me, at least. Well, they said they weren't going to do that this year. And you said they, they showed him like 30 times. ESPN cut away to him 37 times. Yeah. That's crazy, That's man. tough. That's tough, man. Like, and I know we've seen it before. We saw it. Remember Aaron Rodgers and, and we've seen other guys like just sort of dying there in the room. That's a bit excessive, man. Like at some point you have a little mercy, don't you, on the guy? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well. That's, that's ruthless when you keep going back. You know, and, and you you refuse to let up on them. I, I don't know. I think it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Um, so where we are, the Eagles at number nine. They actually moved up one spot. Take Jalen Carter at number 30. They end up taking Nolan Smith, both guys, uh, from the Georgia Bulldogs. And that, that makes four now in the last two years. So they took Jordan Davis with the first round pick last year, the Kobe Dean in the third round last year, this year. In the first two first rounders, all Georgia Bulldogs. I can you remember? I guess maybe some of those Miami teams, and I maybe Alabama, present day, but having such a heavy influence from one program on one side of the ball. No, I haven't. In fact, it's kind of crazy that uh, how many Georgia guys got drafted yesterday? Just two, right? Just two, yeah, just two. And you know how many people uh, from uh, how many Iowa guys got drafted? Too. Yeah, yeah. So it just seems a lot in a draft because to us, because we've been, you know, predominantly drafting from Alabama and uh and 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 Georgia for the most part. But talking about dominance, you know, why would why wouldn't you go pick the, the best players in the in the you know best conference in the nation? Yeah. It just seems like it's you know, that's you should do that. So I'm so I'm so glad that Howie Roseman. Listen to his father-in-law when his father-in-law said, hey, how come you never go recruit those guys at them Alabama schools, the SEC conference, Georgia? How come you don't do that? <laughs> I was like, maybe you're right. Yeah. He's been doing it ever since then. Yeah, I, want, I want to know how Georgia supplanted Alabama in terms of being the best defense in America for the last two years. Yeah. What a job that, Kirby Smart done. amazing. Yeah. Wasn't Kirby Smart a defensive guy anyways? Yes. So oh, he yeah. ran oh, yeah. Alabama's defense. So he probably, he, you know, he had those ties in Alabama anyways. So uh, he could be he's a great recruiter. Great recruiter. Hey, did you see this about uh, Kevin Durant? No, what's that? Yeah, lifetime deal with Nike. Is that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> lifetime deal with Nike for apparel. Uh, what was it here? Apparel, uh, footwear, community service, and uh philanthropic collaboration what is a nice lifetime deal with night you mean you're 90 years old you're still getting freebies from nike as long as you're living i guess man hey, can you imagine that yeah because no. i'm a big nike fan i just want to i just want a one-year deal with nike that's all right 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 i remember i used to have a nike deal man and man. i thought it was the best thing since sliced bread you know i would get i wouldn't get any money but i had like 15 grand worth of merchandise there you go and it's funny like my kids my kids growing up, they hated Nike stuff. 
I had them on Nike, Nike everything, Nike, Nike tutus, Nike, all that stuff. Nike tutus. How do you read the, how do you read the Nike, Nike swoosh? They hated Nike. And then when they grew up and I retired, they was like, Dad, dang. Yeah. We hated that Nike stuff and it was all free. We didn't even want it. Now we want it. Mm-hmm. Now all that stuff, you know, we could have had for free. I'm like, yup. Yup. Yeah. Man. Miss it when it's gone, man. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Always the way it works. That's for sure. Hey, Mel Kuyper Jr. Uh, on the Eagles round one last night. Uh, he said, he writes, wow, the rich get richer. Philadelphia moved up one spot trading a Chicago 2024 fourth round pick uh, to get the number one overall prospect on my big board. The Eagles are going to reunite Carter with former Georgia teammate Jordan Davis. The two formed an outstanding interior duo in 2021. I love this pick. The team has the locker room leadership to make sure Carter stays on track and plays to his potential. Then the Eagles added another bulldog late, getting my number 12th overall player at number 30. Smith missed half the year in 2022 because of a torn pectoral muscle, but he has rare physical tools. He flies off the edge. I thought he'd go much higher. Philly is putting together a defense filled with national champions. It also picked up linebacker Nicobe Dean last year. This is a great start for the Eagles. Mm. There you go. Well, I, I don't put too much solace in, 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 in Mel, Mel Kuyper, but he's right for once. <laughs> <laughs> he's right for once. You know, it's funny with, with draft Knicks like this, when they praise, I don't mean you, but I mean, we all do it. I do it too. When they praise what you do, we really take their word, the, 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 you know, for, for grant. You know, but when it goes against, it's like, you know how many misses he had? He only had three picks right in the first round last year. That's the way we, we react that way with pro football focus too. Like if they're singing somebody's praises, we'll, we'll quote them. And if they're not, we don't go anywhere near it. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, the way that works. Um, all right. So beyond that, uh, we'll get back to the Eagles in a second. You guys ready to do a little birthday activity? We'll do some birthdays. Let's do it. All right. Let's start with the uh, with Penelope Cruz, who is 40. strong. Yes, very. Uh, Forty nine. <laughs> uh, she aight. She aight. Yeah, not a huge fan. All right. Oh, I'm a big fan. I ain't gonna lie to you. She's married to uh, what's his name Cruz? from uh, No Country for Old Men. Uh, oh. uh, Javier Bartum. Uh, They're married. I can't remember. He's incredible in that movie, by the way. And and No Country for Old Men. He's incredible as the as the bad guy. Um, Bardeen. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So Jessica Alba. Uh, yep. Next strong, up, very continuing with the strongness. Yeah. Is forty two today. Uh, Bridget Moynihan, uh, formerly. Tom Brady's ex uh, is 52 today. Very strong, too. Yes. Yes. Great genes there, you know, for sure, with her and Tom. Yes. Um, Oscar Schindler uh, made, you know, even even more famous by the movie Schindler's List. 1908, he was born. And Margaret, the actress. Uh, strong back in the day. Very, very strong back in the day. 82 <laughs> years young. I wanted to make sure I said... Back in the day, because she's 82 now. Her so. day was a little while ago. It was, yeah. it was a little little while ago. Uh, it was several days ago. Um, Harper Lee, the, the great author, was born on this day, 1926. To James kill, Monroe, You know, she uh, won a Pulitzer for her book, To Kill a Mockingbird, which was yeah. a movie. Yeah. She only wrote two novels in her entire life, and one of them wins a Pulitzer. Yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird among yeah. them. She was brilliant. Yeah. She was absolutely brilliant. Um, 
James Monroe, who was our fifth U.S. president, was born on this day in 1758. Jay Leno, uh, The Tonight Show fame, comedian, 73 years old today. Uh, Harry Shum Jr. Uh, is 41 today. He is an actor. Jorge Garcia, who was in the show Lost, is 50 today. I love that show. I thought it was a great show. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, Barrett, right up your alley for this one. 1960. Ferruccio Lamborghini was born. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I had to get, I saw that. I had to work it in, man. Prancing bull. That's right. That is right. Uh, so uh, Mary McConnell, McDonald, the uh, actress is 71 today. Elizabeth Rahm, who Great. was in uh, Law and Order and a bunch of other stuff is 50 today. Bruno Kirby, the actor passed away a few years back, was born on this day in 1949. Uh, Barry Larkin, former red shortstop. Uh, is 59 today. Denzel Ward is 26 today. And uh, Denzel Ward. Yeah. Uh, Saddam Hussein was born on this day. I deliberately left him off my list. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's just say, thank God he's gone and you're you're rotting in hell, you you bastard. Anyway. There you go. Okay. All right. Anyway, what else do we have? Demarcus Lawrence. Yep. 30 today. I, I might. He's, he's only 31 30. today. Well, 31. He's 31. Yeah. yeah. Um, Blake Bortles is 31. Yep. Uh, who else would we say? I mean, um, Kenyon Barner. Yep. 34 today. Um, can't believe he's 34 already. Still well, looks he like be, a kid. But he was. He was. He was playing back in the day. Um. Oh no. Yeah, you oh, know. No. So he was Chip Kelly's guy. That's how far back he was. Chip Telly's guys. So uh, that's all I got today. How about you, Gunner? Oh, you know I got a laundry list. All right. Uh, you got Lionel Barrymore from the famous uh, Barrymore acting family, Drew Barrymore's uh, family and all that stuff. Was born on this day in 1878. Uh, Miss Sinclair, a great actress. She was born on this day in 1938. John Daly, the former golfer, is 57. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Gilbert from Little House on the Prairie is 56. Uh, Marcia Strassman, who played um, in Welcome Back, Cotter, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, yeah. uh, she was born on this day in 1948. She was the wife in yep. Cotter. Yeah. Sig Hansen, uh, who's from The Deadliest Catch, one of the captains from Deadliest Catch, is 57. Nicholas Lindstrom, former NHL player, is 53 today. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Ooh, Spencer Hawes, former NBA player. Well, I think, he's, I, think he's, I think he's still in the NBA. He's 35. No, he's he's gone. Is he gone? Yeah, he's gone. Okay, and Grady Jarrett, NFL player, is 30. Mm-hmm. That's you it. To, you guys uh, got Bud Carson? No. I did not have Bud Carson. Defensive, defensive uh, coach? Yeah. Well, he okay. was the head coach. Of the, uh, no, that was Browns. Bud Grant. That was Bud, Bud Grant. I think Bud, Bud got a coaching gig, didn't he, with the Browns at one point? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he was a really good coordinator for the Eagles uh, as well. Um, also, Jackson Galaxy, he's on that show, uh, um, The Cat Guy, you know, or Cat from Hell or whatever it's called. Is that his, really his name, Jackson Galaxy? Wow. Yeah, his name is Jackson name. Galaxy. He's 50, 57. Then, uh, great, great name. The Twins, the Scott Twins, Drew and Jonathan Scott. Oh, yeah. 45, they do all the home improvement it's stuff. GTV. Oh, yeah. 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 So they're 45 today. I love okay. this show. I love that. They're good. Those two are good. Yep. Uh, I look at all that stuff and think that I can do it. Well, you can. I look at it and think I can do it and I can't. I can do a third of it. 
I do it, but it don't never come out like they do it though. Yeah, they had a little help. They're not doing all that by themselves. Yeah, really. Right, right. Now I'm feeling like my, I'm like, damn. I the mean, one's handier than the other. I don't know which. Yes, yes. One's they, just they, the, yeah. uh, they hire contractors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Um, all right, birthdays, bridesmaids. Uh, very funny movie. Uh, yeah, very good. Yeah, great movie. Uh, underrated Robin Williams movie RV. It's cute, kind of kids right. sort of movie, but it's it's good. It, it, 2006. If you if you've never seen it. Um, also, 2006, uh, Akiba and the Bee. If you guys have uh, never yeah. seen that one, Killing it's pretty good. It's not it's, bad. It's spelling. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's. it's I don't see that one. Uh, yeah. a very good movie here. United '93. Yeah. In 2006. Yep. Uh, Casino Royale. Uh, yep. From what was that? 67. 67. Like, yep. Yeah. That's that's all I got. Movies. You guys. Oh, have wait, any? I, 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 I missed out on one more guy. Oh, okay. Birthday. Diga. Too short. Oh, I love too short. Yes. Too short's birthday. Too short. Yeah. Fifty-seven. Is he fifty-seven? Too short. Yes. Man. My my favorite too short song is the ghetto. Yep. Yeah. Great song. You like Great that, rap that, song. You like that. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. You like that slow beat. That's you like the ghetto. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even though they put us down and call us animals. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I, oh, I one more you, movie. Okay. Which I think it's funny. You guys should get if you get a chance to watch it from 2017. How to be a Latin lover. That movie is funny. I never okay. seen that. Yeah, yeah I don't you gotta that see one. that. You gotta see that one. That was funny. Um this the so the, the commanders tweeted this out. I've heard this kind of thing before. Barrett, you might have lived this actually, but the uh Washington sent a copy of their playbook to every player they were interested in and taped a one hundred dollar bill to the last page. What? Most didn't even see it, but Emmanuel Forbes was the only person to mail the $100 bill back, put it in a card, and wrote, save this for when I win you the Super Bowl. Damn. (laughs) Okay, Emmanuel Forbes. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, yes. I mean, look, I don't want the Washington Red uh, Commanders to do well, but that's, that's, that's pretty cool, man. That's, that's, that's being that dude. That's what that is. Yeah. Oh, wow. did you see uh Bengals running back Giovanni Bernard just announced his retirement? Wow. wow. Yeah. He was last after, in Tampa, right? After 10 years, yeah. After 10 years, he uh just announced his, his uh retirement about yeah, 15 he, minutes he had, ago. He hadn't played in like two years. Yeah, he was he a good little running back. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. Oh, he had a good career. I remember him on um hard knocks, they featured yep. him a yep. lot. But yeah, I mean Look, you, you hang around for 10 years as a running back in that league, you, you know, you're doing something Especially right. Especially a small guy. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Not the biggest dude in the world, uh, that's for sure. All right, so let, let's look at it again. I'm not, I'm not asking you to, like, give me names or anything. Let's let's take a guess. Uh, what position did the Eagles go first tonight in the second round? Hmm. Give me a position. I'm going O-line. I'm going O line. Uh, this is what this is my order: O line, safety, then linebacker. Wow, we're thinking the same thing. O line, wow. safety, linebacker. I second that motion. O line. I said a little while ago, this is a prime spot for this team to start looking at O linemen for depth. Yep. Uh, because they do need O line help. Help. Um, and there may be a guy on the board that they, they might play sooner rather than later for them at their guard spot. So I'm going to say that, that Jeff Stalin is bending ears and behind closed doors and get me another big body in here. 
He gets yeah. what he wants too. Yeah. I'm. I would love to see them. I don't think he's going to last, but somebody like Branch or somebody like that. I think it's going to be offensive line. Yeah, yeah, they'll have to trade up to get a guy like Branch. They have to trade up to get a guy like Sanders, Drew Sanders. Yeah, I I think they realize how. Let's face it, lucky they got last year to be as healthy as they were. And mm-hmm. I don't think they love their depth at the offensive line. And I got to imagine if there's any position coach that has a lot of say, it's got to be Stoutland. I think Stoutland's probably in some ears like I need a little bit of help here. I need, I need to get a little bit deeper. Absolutely. So I would th- I would say O-line um, and, and some of the names that, that are still available and, you know, guys who could be there when they pick, maybe. Uh, this is who's still left. Jones out of Ohio State, Bergeron out of Syracuse, Avila out of TCU, just to name a couple. And the the uh, Osiris is there as well. Um, but if they wanted to, if, you know, they wanted to look defensive backs, Cam Smith is still there from South Carolina. Ringo was still there from Georgia. Joey yep. Porter's still there from, from Penn State. Their corners, Branch, Sidney Brown, and Battle. Are, they're all safeties. Uh, two Bamas and an Illinois there. Uh, also, if you wanted to go receiver, Hyatt, Tillman, Scott from Cincinnati, Mims from Oklahoma are still there. If you wanted to go linebacker, Barrett just referenced one of them, Drew Sanders from Arkansas, Simpson. Trent Simpson, yeah, from Clemson, uh, are, are are probably like best available um, position wise. So, you know, look, it was uh, to say the least, it was eventful uh, yes. in the first round, and I'm sure this will be eventful too. So, where they're picking tonight, uh, you know what? Yeah. DJ Turner, Ross just spoke about him. Don't forget him, six foot one eighty. Kid ran a four two six forty. Mm. Out of Michigan. Mm, mm, okay. Mm. All right. He's and a slot hybrid type of cornerback. Um, That's a good name. Well, in this day and age of finding cornerbacks to chase down these gazelles, I'm still shocked that Joey Porter is sitting out there. I'm just. I, I, that's one I just can't get over that he slipped through the cracks in the first round. Feels like a perfect Pittsburgh fit, though. Yes, I know. That's a Mike Tomlin pick right there. Yep. Mm, I don't know if his pop still um if his pop still uh coaches there. Let me see if he still coaches there. Uh did you play with him, Barrett? Yeah, Joey's my dude. Yeah, and was he around? Was his son around a lot as a little guy? Yep, he was. Okay. Our kids played together a little bit. Um, so there's some of the, the, the names. So what else do we have? The Phillies are in Houston taking on the Astros tonight. That's going to be uh, a good one. Yeah, it's going to be a fun series. They go Nola's they, on the mound tonight. Yeah, yeah. Nola on the mound tonight. They go back to the uh, you know where they play the, the world scene series. of the crime. The scene of the crime. They got a little revenge on their mind, you would think. But uh, yeah, you go Nola, Wheeler, and then Falter uh, in those three games. And then, of course, as we mentioned, there's really no update on Joel Embiid uh, other than there he's going to be wearing a brace likely. Um, they don't play till Monday, so he still has a couple more days that they can, you know, yeah, you, heal up. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see. They go Monday, Wednesday uh, this week uh, in Boston, and Boston last night defeated the the Hawks. What turned out to be more of a sweat than it probably should have been. So maybe, maybe you know, we saw the Boston's a little bit vulnerable, um, but you know, only time will tell. Uh, how that sets up. Sometimes it's just a matchup thing, and and the Sixers don't necessarily match up really well with Boston, but we'll see if this year's different. Um, but yeah, th- that's and a lot of, it's going to come down to the big fella and how healthy he is. If he's even close to right, 
you know, it, it's going to make it for a very interesting series. That's for sure. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to do it. Uh, I want to thank everybody, everybody hanging out with us in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Uh, and remember, you can always go back and watch the show at any time. If you missed any moments, that's the beauty of our format here and what we do. Uh, you can go back to jacobsports.com or you can go back to Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And either way, just catch whatever you missed. We had Seth Joyner on a little bit earlier. He'd be a good guy to catch up on. Uh, during the week, we had some great guests. We had Brian Dawkins. We had Sal Palantonio. And, of course, our coverage from last night as well, our Jacob Draft special is there as well as things are unfolding in real time. All right. I uh, want to thank Tone to Shields. Tone, excellent work uh, all week, man. Way to go, Tone. Thank Way you, to hold it together, no, man. Bro. Thank you, Tone. Uh, no, bro. Yeah, and listen, don't go anywhere because the football discussion will uh, continue. And you have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. That'll be coming your way uh, the next three hours. All right, that'll do it for us. We're back same time on Monday. Everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy the draft. Enjoy everything else. And uh, be safe. We'll talk to you Monday. Thanks. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.